Welcome to a special Monday night edition of Ship Chasing. I will be drafting my Pros vs. Joe's team. I will be joined by Liam Murphy, who is also drafting his Pros vs. Joe's team in the same draft, and Kyle Dvorak as we talk through Pros vs. Joe's. Let's go. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> This is why I'm hot. Anita Hanjob. Fix your sight. Jamar. <laughs> Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Can I use Tony? You can't handle the heat. It looks like we're finally at this point. You're right. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Woo! I have what so many thoughts. thoughts. Intro. I've never seen the intro. I've listened to it because I listen to the ship chasing feed on, on iTunes. Uh, but I'm learning so much now seeing what is, uh, you know, what I've been listening to forever. Like there's no sound that accompanies Daigle standing behind Silva or you like showing your feet to the camera, whatever's going on with that shot. So I'm sort of getting a different experience of something I have, in a sense, already experienced. It's very cool. Are you telling me you haven't seen the hype tapes? No, I, I listen to them. I can. I'm, you can I, visualize. I would assume I can visualize, but maybe there's like gags that I'm not getting. <laughs> like for like, if there's, is there a LaVisca hype tape? Cause if there is, uh, it would obviously just be him like running slowly and getting tackled three yards beyond the line of scrimmage. Yeah. There is like, a LaVisca hype tape. And, uh, but is that it? Is it just like him getting like, got put out to the, put out to the woodshed. It's, it's no, gone. No comment. No comment. <laughs> How do you feel about LaVisca versus Zay Jones versus Marvin Jones? Uh, I mean, Marvin I, Jones and, and Zay Jones are big favorites to play more early in the season. Um, but Marvin Jones is old and Zay Jones is a, is a total jag. So I, I like keep I'm the line fine on for Marvin Biscuit. Jones. I'm fine with Marvin Jones, but Zay Jones is uh, just such a jag. Whereas like LaVisca, he could have that like Tyler Boyd type of arc where like he actually doesn't really have the breakouts like his fourth year. He's not that athletic. He's probably just going to play in the slot. But those things apply to Tyler Boyd, too. So. Did I see us talking about LaVisca to start this off? No, I did not, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the immediately LaVisca slander. Yeah, that's that's exactly what we want on ship chasing. Just come on and trash Visca. That's it. Let's run through the other uh, pros in, in this. Uh, if you guys recognize any usernames. I'm I'm in the dark in the industry, but I'm sure you guys know um, some of the Joe, some of the quote unquote Joes. Draft and, here. Yeah, one yeah. of the Joes won the 2020 main event. So, uh seems seems like pretty good joe <laughs> just a regular guy i'm rooting for this him. your average slappy who runs good really hope he can get that main event ticket <laughs> yeah i'll pull up our draft here let me share uh, my screen so pat i'm just here to fill in content while you do your job i have no clue like i understand what the pros versus joes as a concept is but like you should it'd be useful for the listener but also useful for me run me through the settings and style of a pros versus Joe. i was told that you were going to stone cold steve austin some beers together and pour them over yourself and that's what you were here for is that that's my are we not getting that i mean i'll pour a little bit into my mouth at a time over the next hour or two, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> yeah the guys were treated to it's actually calmed down since i poured it but right before we went live i poured myself a beer it was incredibly foamy this cherry sour really got away from me for a second. Uh, no, it's actually a barrel-aged fermented mixed ale with blueberries. It's not cherries. Bougie from where? Um, buried acorn. I forget when I got this. Interesting. Sounds All right, good. I'm on the clock, so I did not get Jamar Chase, which was the dream. I'm Tight end premium Travis or not? Kelsey. That's the only question I have. 
This is FFPC, so it is tight end premium. Kelsey, uh, people yeah. do forget Easy. though. People forget that this is tight end. Kyle, premium. you're not here to help, brother. You, <laughs> pick a side. Pick a side, Benedict. Kyle. Oh, that's true. That's true. I forgot. I'm on stream with two people who are doing this. Uh, where are you, Liam? I am fantasypoints.com. I had an article debut there, so just squeaked by under the pro label, barely. Wow, so you weren't him, you so. weren't a qualified Joe. You take down a million and one dollars and I, uh, I was literally the last entrant for the contest. I was in Vegas for the WSOP and like, you know, I'm playing poker long hours and fantasy mojo's like, what date can you draft? And I'm like, fuck, I don't know. Uh this just put me on any date, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. It's the uh, power of content. You know what I mean? You you win a major tournament, eh, you write an article for Saint Fancy Points, you're in. <laughs> you're in as a pro. Absolutely. I'm on That's the clock, true. man. I the 110 with uh digs gone is not not where I like to be sitting. Yeah, I think the eight best picks went in the first eight spots, which sucks for you, but I'm not drafting. We're not taking the running backs. We're taking CD on the James Washington news. Fuck it. Yeah, so what are your thoughts with that? I mean, they we heard Will Fuller is alive, but it doesn't sound like he's imminently signing there. I'm so convinced um, that dude just made it up. He just knew it was like the opportune time to say teams are interested yeah. in Will Fuller. Like, I can say that. Teams are monitoring Will Fuller after an injury. Seems real suspicious timing. You know people are fucking desperate for Will Fuller bit, but I'm not going to lie. It got me excited. It would be off-brand for Aaron Wilson, right, Kyle? He's like kind of the guy. He has like all the – he gets like all these transactions that, you know, maybe aren't like the most high-profile ones, but like they're, they're like kind of very nuts-and-bolts transactions. 100%. He is uh, – I literally just think he is a robot with like an Ethernet cable plugged into his brain getting the transaction feeds from wherever the NFL headquarters is because like it's like him and Field Yates just get straight-up transactions instantly they get them faster than anyone else and tweet them out and that is one of the ways that i'm not saying they don't do anything else that's one of the ways in which they they have uh, a big twitter following is that if you want to know transactions like aaron wilson is a good guy to go to so yeah i would say that's not typically his mo he's become more of a sources guy in the past few years it feels like but um I, if that is the case i would trust yeah I, I do kind of agree it is convenient timing but also it would be the correct timing where like if you want to know when Will Fuller is getting signed, wait until teams are really desperate for a guy who's going to give them 20 snaps. And that would happen now. So That's I guess both sides. No, I, but... I didn't know who Aaron Wilson was until he yeah. fired off. Used that to be team. a Texans guy. I wrote for one of the Houston local papers, I think. I went Mark yeah, Andrews. That's right. Um, you know, and we're. did you set the stakes of what we're playing for here, Pat? No, I still don't know. I believe it's two two million dollars to first or something. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's right uh, off the top of my head. I believe it's for a main event ticket. Main event ticket, twenty twenty three, and most importantly, bragging rights. What is the value of a main event ticket? You've never done one, Kyle? No, no. If you want to split, any of the... if you want to split one with me, you can pick up whatever percent of the buy in. I'll rip it on stream with you. Um, what is the and... value of the ticket? A value of a ticket is 2K if you don't bulk buy and 1600 if you do bulk buy. One mil to first around 2K field. Okay, so this is the winner of this con uh, of the pros first shows. They get a, a nice little, little paycheck. Yep. Are you aware of how the is it gonna is it like a normal because there's a couple leagues, right, Pat? So is, I'm assuming top X 
advance or is it just highest scoring out of all the like are they doing like a playoff format or is it just total points i don't i don't think there's a playoff format total total points that makes sense i believe so all right i'm up next here are you talking about total points within this league that's just how within the league yeah within this league but it's against other leagues too Okay, yeah. Chat says high score, no playoffs. And it's good that we're figuring this out. When we've each made one, if not two picks, uh, if I'm correct, yeah. All right, guys. I'm going to do a little reachy reach here. That's exciting. Reachy reach? Better than a reach normally... around, I guess. <laughs> uh, after ma- sure... after m- mathology, man, anything's possible. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to get in the third round. So uh, I'm going to take Javante Williams. Oh, he was like star. the third guess I had. Yeah, I'm, I'm. We're hearing reports now that this might be his backfield, including today on a good football show. Uh, we had uh, Jesse Palmer on, and he was he was saying he thinks that Melvin Gordon is the clear number two. You guys got no Jesse big, Palmer. No, That's no a good big get. brand good talk get. past nine o'clock. <laughs> just, just kidding. <laughs> um, I like it, man. Got to get some correlation. That week 17 correlation to, to edge out the victory. So sweet. it's very important in total points to yeah. have week 17 correlation. <laughs> no, that's I think I, I heard you lately. Like, I heard you say this, like it has no mathematical value, but it has a spiritual value of like if you have if you have the week 17 sack and you didn't sacrifice anything for it, it just is what it is. And you can come from behind, say it's the Sunday night game or the Monday night game, and you're just sitting there with the goodest sweat possible. Because the the having the lead sweat is a very ugly sweat. You don't want to have the lead and like I hope things. I hope everyone gets hurt and football is never played again. That's not a fun sweat to have. I had like a fifty-point lead going yeah. into Monday Night Football, and I was like cursing Nick Chubb. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was like, "No, Nick Chubb, hundred-point game." Um, was but also four total points format in division stacking is, is sharp, right? Because you you're gonna get with you're getting four games that are correlated, yep. assuming they don't play weeks one through uh, week eighteen. I mean. Yeah, the division stacking does seem like a slight, slight, very small edge, right? I mean, like, I mean, think about the R-square between... I really want to study it, honestly. Like, I'm curious. What well, I know Fantasy to. Labs has, like, their correlation metrics they have. And, like, I don't know. The R-square between a quarterback and the opposing running back is going to be, I don't know, 0. 0.2, th- 0. 0.2 or 0.3, right? It has mathematical value in an individual game, but it's not something that is insane, like quarterback one, wide receiver one. And then you break that up in two of 17 of your games, I mean, like, sure. Like, you could literally make the math argument that it's worth a point or two to a player's, like, season-long total, but it's probably not a lot. It's just because it's two of 17 games. I agree if we probably look at every single division over the past 10 years, but I bet, like, with the AFC West, if you know every team is good in it, it's, like, you know, it's it's yeah. probably that, that big tiebreak. I so still think have... it's that big of a tiebreak, honestly. I mean, like, what's the R square between Josh Allen and uh, you know Sky Moore? Choose, you know, last year would have been Tyreek Hill in a game in which they play each other. It's probably higher, 0.4, maybe uh, 0.5. Even seems to be pushing it a lot, and you have to break that up into two of seventeen games. I, uh, sure, it matters absolutely, and you can quantify it if you're smarter than I am. Uh, right. you know, I'm not We're now arguing about tenths of a correlation. So let's which, let's yeah, talk Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne to the middle here. Back to the player takes. Goes in the second round uh, of this draft. I assume, like, are we all going to not have a lot of ETN? Like, relative Pat, I wanted to ask you this. Are you going to get any shares in FFPC main events of ETN? Because I am. I don't think I am. Probably if he's not. a 
second or third round pick. Yeah, I think my early best ball stuff might be my my main exposure because I was drafting him aggressively when he was in the fifth and sometimes sixth uh, on DK. So many but, anchor ETN teams. I just don't yeah. on on both sides. Yeah, but I've cooled off. I cooled off as soon as he was in like the, the three four turn area. So I still took I, a couple, but mostly passed. I yeah. think I I and I didn't actually get. I, I should have been taking him more earlier because I'm not going to get almost any of him now. Like he's a, a you know committee back on a team that should be pretty bad. I mean, I like him. I think he's a cool, good talent. But like the median outcome for him is not great, and the ceiling outcome it has to involve James Robinson probably getting hurt. At this price, right? At a six-round price, you don't care if, like, James Robinson steals him between the tackles work, but his price is, like, crazy. He's a really good player, but, like, you know, we're trying to beat the market here, and I, I don't think it's a very sharp way to beat the market. Let me ask you guys a question, because I've, I've been meaning to ask this, and I keep forgetting. How do we feel about high-powered offense that also have good defenses? Do we like that they have good defenses, or is that a slight ding to them? Like, would you prefer their defense was kind of bad? I think you'd always prefer defense to, to be bad. I mean, I, I don't think it's a huge deal. We were talking about like if, this if we're talking about this were. year, I would say like the Bills qualify, the Chargers qualify, the Eagles have a sneaky good defense. Um, to me, like like are do we care of in fa for fantasy purposes that they have good defenses? Like, does this mean they're less likely to have to air it out? You know, like the Chiefs had a terrible defense last year. That was awesome for them, but it didn't like put them in a different class than like the bills or whatever. I honestly don't think it's I think that I'm big of a go, deal. I think I'm going to go T Higgins here. Oh, dude. Yes, absolutely. Go to T Higgins here. Uh, yeah, that's kind of, it's easy for me. You're taking him where uh, I'd be taking him in like my best ball drafts, save for well, basically one tight end going above, you know, the picks ahead of you. T Higgins is I, a slam dunk. I do like the chat predicting both my pick and the other guy in my queue, which is, it was a two man queue. <laughs> you were 100% correct, Evan. That's 100% correct on all of my best ball teams, too, at this pick. I don't always get them, but this is who I have queued up in that order. Yep. And, I mean, I I did consider going A.J. Brown, but I don't know. I, I, it I've should probably be like a 60. A lot. I'm, it's, it's pro it should probably be like a 55-45 edge to Brown, in my opinion. But... You know, if someone's going to say it's 50-50 or 60-40, I'm not going to fight them. Yeah, I mostly let the market – I mean, I'm kind of going with the market because I want to get a lot of both guys. Obviously, this is one draft, so – Come on, guys. Rip <laughs> some running backs. Rip some running backs in front of me. You don't You don't need that A.J. Brown. Debo Samuel Ponder. in the third round is a little interesting here given that, like, it looks like all is normal with Debo – Unless you think like he's still going to play running back, but like if you think, I, did you I see the contract today? Yeah, I took the contract as a sign that he's number one receiver. Like, dude, running backs don't get paid in the NFL anymore. No, if but did getting, you see his contract has incentives for him to hit yeah. rushing and touchdowns? Uh, it's less than two million on a seventy some odd million. It's still contract. it's still there, right? Like, and I sure. like it's like there people, in the way that Robert Woods rushes. Smart the people have been saying that he's like a. I can't project him for wide receiver 25, you know, like I, I'd like to meet them. All right. All right, Liam. I asked you after I picked, so you're, uh, you're in the clear, but let's see if you get your guy here. I assume, I assume I know what you're doing. All right. Oh, Josh Allen went, maybe that was who you were looking at. No, we'll take AJ. Um, <laughs> do you, Pat, do you have a, you, do you have opinion about the good defense thing? So I, I don't think, I think you don't want like an elite defense, but a lot of quarterbacks, 
play better when they're ahead. And Josh Allen's actually a good example example of this. Yeah. He tends to front run. So if you have like a, an offense committed to the pass and committed to scoring a bunch of points, like I'd never worry. Like if the Bucks had an elite defense, I don't even know if I'd be worried. Because it's like, okay, now Brady's actually probably facing less pass rush. He's not getting hit. He's happy. He's a stat padder. Like, he wants a stat pad at this exactly. age. Right? Like he wants yeah. every record. And right. and I think most teams are kind of like that now. Like, they don't they, – they're not like, oh, it's, I'm going to – you know, it's kind of bad sportsmanship for me to win by 40, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, they're not worried about it. And, you know, and he and Aaron Rodgers, they're audible into passing plays at the goal line. Like, they're – you know, Rodgers understands that he needs to throw for a bunch of touchdowns. That's why he's won back-to-back MVPs. So, uh, I think to some extent it's probably good. And then I think at the tail, it's probably bad if it's just a if they're just crushing teams and holding them at a few points. You know, that'd be bad. But yeah, I think I'd rather have like a team with a with a above average defense than a really bad defense. Yeah, I actually don't. Now that I'm looking at this, I don't even think. Yeah, I kind of I mean, with Pat, and I might even eliminate the fact that on the tails, like you look at the teams that were best in EPA per play, it was. Bills, Saints on the defensive side. That is Bills, Saints, Cowboys, Patriots, and Bucks were top five. And then you look at the top teams in pass rate over expected, and all of those, a bunch of those teams, that being specifically the Bills, the Bucks, and the Cowboys, all make the top five in pass rate over expected. So I think if you have a team that is smart, they don't care that they're winning. That's not the reason that you take the air out of the football. Like you can still just keep pushing your edge by passing. And we see that, like you said, with the Bucks. We see that with the Bills. So if you have a team that is thinks about it a little more backwards, maybe the Saints would kind of qualify as this, where they're kind of fine running on a lead. Sure, that's uh, maybe a spot where you don't want them to have an elite defense, which they did last year, and they ran the ball a ton. There's also other reasons to run the ball a ton. So as long as I trust the coaches to want to score points, coming back to I think what you said, Pat, as long as the team's like, yeah, if you if you put up 40, you're going to win. We don't care if we have a good defense. I'm fine with it. There are very few outlier scenarios. Maybe if the Eagles really put up a good defensive season, they do seem like a team that would be like, let's keep running the ball. And that would not be great. Yeah, the Eagles are an interesting one. I think the Ravens, yes. some of these teams, it's not even just about being smart necessarily, but it's like kind of your just offensive philosophy for the whatever reason. The Titans, Titans, big time, big time the Titans. <laughs> But I think it's like, with like the Bills, really. like the, they didn't have the pieces to just like power run the game out. That's true, yeah. You know, like like if they had whatever, you know, Damian Harris on their team or someone like that, like would they try it? I, I, I think it comes down to coaching philosophy a little bit too. Yeah. You know, like who who your coach is probably. But I don't know. It's something I've 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 been the question popped in my head. I don't think it's that actionable of a question, but you know, like why I ask is I think the Bills you know, like their D line compared to last year is is like world changing. You know, hmm. um, I would say it's hard to go from first in EPA per play to more first in EPA per play. They were literally the best defense in the league last year, and defense is very. I had a lot to do with schedule. Like the the AFC East had a really bad. Like they played the the Texans, the Jaguars. I know we lost to the Jaguars, but um, I would imagine the variance of defense trumps the versus schedule as well like defense is just one of the the more variant parts of football and especially when it just comes down to stuff like turnovers or something like we saw with the cowboys last year like kind they, of but like yeah. i knew the bills defense was good but i also knew we weren't going to slow down the chiefs you know like so if you're playing the chargers the chiefs the rams the cowboys like 
Good for you. You got a good defense. I think it makes a difference in in a percent of games. Definitely. You know? That's but, ideal, you know. right? Like <clears throat> the good offenses can still beat your defense, which means oh, shootouts. Yeah. But then you're front running for the most part. The Bills had some weird letdowns last year, but for the most part, you're front running bad teams. And, you know, Josh Allen's awesome in those game scripts. He just puts up a ton of points. So, I mean, not every team, like we said, the Titans aren't going to be like that. They're going to go to Derrick Henry and, and ride him. But uh, I think, you know, there's a decent amount of offenses that'll that'll play that way. Let's talk about some players that we've changed our opinion on a little bit over the course of the offseason. Anyone that qualifies for you guys, I, I, I know some players for me that um, I've a little bit just like flipped my stance on. I be- I became a juju guy recently, um, which I think is something that like I sort of gleamed in a different scenario last year, which was that um, I was in on James Conner because I always liked James Conner uh, as just as a player. I thought he was a good good enough three down back. And I saw that he was in a, a backfield that we wanted to target and was cheap. Loved him. I could say the exact same thing about Leonard Fournette. I took zero Leonard Fournette last year. It's just such a bad Me too, league. man. Yeah, it's such a bad dude. league. Like I, it, it, I, lucked, I lucked into it that, that Fournette was not a, not a piece we needed. Yeah. Uh, so, but the same thing, I'm like, oh, the Chiefs are, are so cheap and they have super supreme talents that I want to take, like a Sky Moore, or even like, I don't love MVS, but I know people actually do have like strong takes on MVS being like a misused good talent. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I buy that. I'll take some MVS. And to not take Juju at, uh, even if he's obviously the most expensive one, when he has been a supreme talent in the past, you have to go back some years to find it, but there is no doubt that three years ago, I mean, he was like the most valuable dynasty receiver three years ago. And for a few years to go by and me say, I will never take him, which is kind of where I was at a month ago, I think would be a leak. So I'm actually taking a decent amount of him now, maybe in part to correct for, you know, previous not drafting hymns, but even more so that just like, Players who have a chance to be elite and the chance to play with Patrick Holmes, how could you not be taking that? Even if I don't know if he's elite anymore. Tyler in the chat saying that Pat's pissed off about Juju and over Sky Moore. Um, I've been on Juju the whole season mainly just because it's part of the Chiefs. Like, but that doesn't mean I'm not taking plenty of MBS more. For me, um, I would say like Tyreek Hill is someone I'm recently trying to get a lot more shares of. I wasn't, I wasn't really there, and I just think like. I think the Dolphins defense is really good. And there is there are seasons where the Dolphins are going to be 11 win plus type 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 seasons and push out one of the other talented AFC teams in my opinion. Um Devonte Adams too. Like I still don't have enough shares but you know, I was kind of viewing it as like I think he's mispriced because he's like being a bit valued like he's still with Green Bay and I'm just trying to like close. Like I think that you know the Raiders should probably approach 5,000 passing yards in a healthy season, and just just give me pieces. Like maybe maybe it isn't Devontae for the whole season, but an individual game. Um, and anyone for you, Pat? Pat? Um, first little shout out to my internet here, which which is holding up pretty well as I as I stream and share my screen and draft. This is good stuff. It's good stuff. You're doing great, man. Pretty great internet. Yeah. Uh, I would say Sutton qualifies a little bit. Like I was a little bit wary of him as like us deciding he was the clear wide receiver one that we want. Um, but again, this uh, Jesse Palmer, we asked him about the number three option. For, Is he a Denver beat beat guy? Yeah, he's real plugged in with the Broncos, and he was saying he thinks Judy is the number three. He thinks it's Sutton, then Patrick, then Judy. 
And he also said that basically everyone in that building thinks Sutton's going to have a huge year. So that made I was like, all right, I think I should probably get on board. Uh, okay, so I had a plan here. How's it going? I think I'm going to push the plan. I think I'm going to push it a little bit. Do you want to? Uh, oh, that's, that's, you should have gone with the plan, man. You should have. Whatever your plan was, you should have done the plan. Fifth round, Gabe Davis. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, this is a, a bit of a, a sexy team you've got working here. Yeah, I like it. Um, what uh, I had Peter Jennings on earlier today, and we talked about um, Tim Patrick versus uh, Kenny Galladay, and I said I like the Tim Patrick side. What what do you guys like Tim on that side? I don't have a strong opinion on this one. Kenny Galladay. If I'm, if I'm going to take they a go next receiver who can't separate, I'd like it, him to have Russell Wilson as his quarterback. I'd I'd still like him to to not be his team's third receiver. Uh, I, you know, no. to, all, all due respect to James He's not. James Palmer. <laughs> uh, but the, I think the scenario in which you really get dusted by liking Kenny Galladay and this feels realistic and why I haven't gotten a ton of him is that Kadarius Tony is just better. Like Kadarius Tony is just out targeting Kenny Galladay easily. And it's not like a, even a one, a one B you are really getting buried by Kenny Galladay being the straight up number two on Daniel Jones's offense, which like I'm buying the, you know, I'm buying that offense, but if you get just Kenny Galladay going out and getting six mediocre targets a game, you're, you're getting killed. By the way, I believe I said Jesse Palmer a couple times. It is James Palmer. So, I so that's so funny that you say that. I blurbed uh, something from him today. I forget what it was, and I had to correct that. I didn't have it corrected live. Luckily, didn't have to correct it live. But uh, Jesse Palmer is the. Uh, I think he's the host of The Bachelorette these days. Okay, that's what. So your plan had to have been go to Mahomes, right, Pat? Well, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say what my plan was. <laughs> I, I actually have people in New York City that have telescopes pointed at Pat's window <laughs> to see the queue. That's what the new isn't the James Webb telescope? Isn't that what it's called? Is that it is what it's taking pictures of. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah they, they're talking about that's like star birth or whatever. It's just my computer. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just taking black the holes, the universe. You know the extent uh, of you know the the visible universe. Pat's draft strategy, some other stuff. It's all in there. Yeah. Um. But the Denver news has been all over the place, hasn't it? Because like Judy's been getting some buzz recently too. KJ Hamler um, also has been practicing, which could make a difference. He came off pup list this morning, today, I believe. right? Yeah, yeah. I, believe it was, I believe it was this morning. So he got in his first practice today. And Russell Wilson was working out with him in the offseason and uh, was tweeting about him or something, was posting an Instagram post. So the I. Jesse <laughs> Webb telescope. <laughs> it's easy to get the two confused. The, the Jesse, Webb, the Jesse Webb, obviously, also another host of The Bachelor. <laughs> uh kj hamler back in practice as i was saying um yeah and i and know and for mental health we support we support kj hamler i saw that yeah it was really cool uh yes. and they have a full-time uh mental health uh doctor or something like that employed for the team which is very cool uh yeah he is uh i'd be interested i think and this is something i think pat you said maybe davis has said as well is that like i think strategically it probably does make more sense to not have like three similar guys on the field. And I think if you look at the four of their receivers, the one who has the most differentiated skill set is probably KJ Hamler. So I'm, I'm sure he can just outrun all of them if he's healthy. Now, do they do that? I don't know. They're paying Tim Patrick like 10 million a year. So I don't know if they do that, but strategically it would make some sense if like they see a few, you know, KJ Hamler preseason burns some cornerback three, 
he's probably he does seem like the perfect fit for for Russell Wilson's wide receiver three. So I'm not sure do that's what teams happens, ever like happen. do teams ever like play one player between the twenties and one in the red zone? Because wouldn't that make perfect sense? Like let's I mean, Julio Ham- Jones hasn't played in the red zone since like twenty ten. Let's Boxico have Burris was the- basically a, a red zone wide receiver at the end there. Yeah, like that's Hamler too, between too the twenties and damn Godwin goes. <laughs> I, you know, I, I could see it, right? KJ Hamler's probably not going to be, I have a big red zone role, but they have so many weapons there. You have to think like, not only would they potentially bring KJ Hamler off the field if he has a role in the red zone, but they also might bring Judy off because they could go two tight end sets, right? Get my boy Dulcet's out there. All right. I got to go. Actually, I have stuff to do. <laughs> that, unfortunately for, uh, for everyone, for everyone, they're talking about Eric Saubert now. This no, I think you're thinking of. Are you thinking of Eric Tomlinson? No. Uh, well, they had a, a. There was a uh, Eric Tomlinson. I think it was Eric Tomlinson today. He's like a blocker. He's like he's a right guard. Caught a nice touchdown or nice tip pass from Russell Wilson. Uh, I mean, I, I really would be shocked if it was anyone other than Dulcich, which I wouldn't like, but it's possible. Or um, uh, Albert. No, I can remember last names, just not first names. Who would you guys have taken in my spot there? It's kind of a gross spot in the draft. Who's left on the board? I, I don't have a board. I could have, I could have taken Hertz. I could have taken Kyler. I could have taken Adam Thielen, Moore, AJ. Dillon. I might have gone. I might have gone with the quarterback. Um, yeah, it was between yeah, the quarterback and, and Mitchell. Yeah, given that Burrow went, uh, this room is clearly willing to get weird. Yep, <laughs> that that was. If you guys saw my facial reaction, it was to Burrow, <laughs> just just ripping it there in the fifth. You know, anytime you don't have uh, another wide receiver and you can get an unstack, you got to set up those Hayden Hurst stacks early. Yeah, <laughs> you got to set it up. Get that tenth round Hayden, who has been getting a lot of buzz. He has. I've been drafting him. Is he? I've been drafting I'm him. Really, but is he much more athletic than CJ Uzuma? I don't know. I mean, okay. I don't think. Okay, yeah, fair. He's gonna play like all the snaps. At I'll look end. up their RAS profiles. Kyle, what data are you always looking at when you're looking at like um, past things? I mean, in what context? Uh, I mean, like you were looking up uh, defensive EPA last year, and I mean for for EPA, it's uh, runningbacksdon'tmatter.com RBSDM. If you rearrange those letters, you can get to some unsavory websites. Unfortunately, as I found. Uh, for, for EPA specifically, uh, add more funds has good air yards, target share data. Um, what else? Uh, you know, I'll hop on the player profiler for like good, uh, college data as well. All right. I'm going to do what you should have done, Liam, and grab Kyler Murray here. I've been taking well, a lot I, of, I could, a lot of Kyler Murray. The thing Murray's is like, I would grab Murray, but how am I going to grab Murray over at Hertz when I have AJ Brown, you know? Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, you're sweating i mean you're not probably getting aj brown coming back to also you, so it's just quarterback quarterbacks just tend to drop in on ffpc rooms they do but the burrow 512 was kind of like uh canary in the coal mine the for yeah for quarterbacks going could have been an auto who knows <laughs> it could have been an auto <laughs> i hope not i hope not in the pros versus joe's draft there's auto picking you know, like whatever your internet disconnects for a little bit, you uh, come on, dude, get you your have, internet fixed. You have You're a good laugh because I cracked a great joke. 
you know, like maybe maybe you forget that you have. Oh, damn, that was a good joke. Break. I got to take a breather. I'll be back in twenty. <laughs> yeah, a good sixty second laugh. That was a hell of a joke. <laughs> um, I mean, naked Kyler. That's pretty nice. He's now, naked for now. You think he doesn't have clothes on yet? Wait till he's clothed with Rondell Moore. Aren't you worried about his August COVID? <laughs> yeah, it's rough, man. I'm also, you know, I'm worried about his study sessions. Yeah, when does he doesn't have to do them now? We need I'm a quarterback who doesn't beer. have a late yeah. season buy because COD comes out in October, I think, the new <sighs> Call of Duty. Yeah. And at that point, you're probably getting a drop off from him. So if you have Call of Duty Kyler Murray in like, you know, I don't know what his buy is. If it was week 12. It's week 13. Okay. Well, really, you just don't want your backup because you know you're playing your backup from October onward because he's going to be busy playing Call of Duty. So if you're backup to him, say you take Daniel Jones and Daniel Jones has a week 13 bye, you have to dip to a third quarterback. You can't play Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray's playing Call of Duty. He's not playing football. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could, depending on how you feel about uh, drafting Deshaun Watson, seems to pair pretty well. That would pair pretty well. <laughs> Mathematically like to- speaking... The Watson analysis where we can just talk about uh, the other quarterback instead works for me. Yep, I'm in on that. Uh, you got a good Gretch, team. I don't think Gretch is going to be able to jump on. I think Pete might be able to jump on for the second half. So uh, we can get Pete saucing my team. We got to get Pete Later. on here because he uh, he hopped in. We talked. You guys talked about this on uh, uh, one of the shows in the past week or so. Hopped in just a regular, you know, uh, sit and go best ball draft that I was writing up for the NBC sports edge draft guide. And I, I didn't know this, but I could have guessed it. He told someone he wouldn't take a receiver or he wouldn't take a running back for the first 10 rounds. And you wouldn't believe how few running backs he got through 10 rounds. Wait, he got, no, he had a running back. Uh, he didn't take him till round nine. Then. I mean, it was, it was hundred percent eight or nine rounds of zero RB. I can pull the draft. It's on my phone. Uh, and apparently he was doing it as a bit and it, his bit turned into a really good team. And he even on this show made, Oh, this was of, the NBC sports and not the pros versus Joe's. No, no, no. This draft that I just did. And he talked about it on the oh. show a week oh. or so ago. Um, pretty, uh, pretty disgusting that he would just do a good team for the content purpose of trolling us and me having to write up him trolling us and also congratulate him on having a good team because mm-hmm. both Ray Summerland of NBC sports edge, Pat Darty of NBC sports edge and me to a lesser, lesser extent, really just bought into these dumb value traps. Like we just like absolute idiots. Like I, I Josh Jacobs fell like six spots behind ADP. I was like, I guess I got to take him. And I just, I threw up three times afterwards. I go and get a beer and we're talking about war stories. Again, Josh Jacobs, six picks past ADP. Or maybe felt, victory laps. I, I don't, well, I don't no, know. No, no. I felt vile. I felt like a plague had come over me just after the draft. And Pete <laughs> you, just comes on here. You got buried, here. dude. You got buried by the avalanche. Nah, I know. I know. And he said that. He said he was going to do it. And he did it. And I, you know what? I, let's just say I'm glad it was a $5 draft because that's $5 down the drain. Well, Pete's whole brand is drafting good teams for content. So, yeah. you know, you should have seen it coming. I know. Like quarterbacks are getting a little run here, I guess. Can we get someone to take? Has Hertz gone yet? I'd feel sick if you just like lucked into Hertz coming back to you after you know. Kyle, after Kyle, after Kyle we're friends in here, brother. <laughs> I'm a friend <laughs> of not, justice. Twelve fifty. <laughs> you're technically an investor in me. You have twelve fifty of a BBM three draft. It's fifty percent. I don't have any shares of this team. <laughs> <laughs> It would be, uh, I mean, you'd, you'd have been, you'd come out like a genius if you got Jalen Hurts to come back to you after Stafford, even after Wilson, obviously after Burrow. Could happen, and, could happen. I feel like Pat I mean, will you look pretty good. Not, but Pat would not take one. It wouldn't be smart, so. I mean, 
<laughs> I've done a quarterback. I get a good deal on Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Are you getting a good deal? Uh, I think I'm getting him after Russ and after Stafford. So did you not? Did you not read the recent news? Oh, what news is this? No, I'm just trying to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you were. I want to see if you could come up with something. Oh, uh, you know, he's he's thinking about sitting out the year. Um, just doesn't think it's right after his good friend Kyler got slandered by the media. So, <laughs> well, hang on, if I, you can't you can't fund my Kyler pick. Otherwise, I definitely have to draft another quarterback. <laughs> oh, we you got to check out the chat in the FFBC. People are going off in there, by the way, in this draft. Oh, are they? All right, I seriously, I'm gonna take Hertz. I don't. I don't even know what else I would do. It's okay. I guess I have. I have an option, but I don't think my option is coming uh, back. Th- this isn't uh, super flex. I mean, no. I. I don't. I, I personally He's not the take... top player in the queue. Let me tell you that. That's Josh. Jacobs. Yeah, I'm not taking the top player in the queue. <laughs> that's that's an easy pass. But how many picks is Josh Jacobs after your ADP? Two, three. Uh, his ADP is 55. There's a website I played on where Josh Jacobs ADP is 11. Uh, look, first round pick Josh Jacobs. That's all I got. Sorry, there's no more to that sentence. Sorry, Pat, man. taking a sip before that? Okay. All right, classy. Classy. Little little, little sip of your cup there. <laughs> you can play that game. <laughs> yeah, I mean... You know, no secret of who else I, I thought about there, but um, there was, I don't know. I don't think he would come back. No, I feel like that's why he's not, like, jumped into, like, he's not really jumped up in ADP yet, is people haven't gotten that practice report yet where it's like, he is electric. And, you know, if you're the 49ers, it probably makes sense to make him work on shit he's not good at, which they won't do right. when they actually play NFL games. Yeah, no, I think I think like I honestly think that there's like probably a four pick discount still baked in because Jimmy G is there, and I know I know there shouldn't be anymore, but I do think there is. I think there's like a small small percentage of people who won't be fully in until Jimmy's gone. And I think the people that read news, like there's been there's been news where it's like Lance threw a threw a duck today, you know, like four yeah. of eleven, you know, so like the people who are jumping all over themselves to like buy, buy every news news blurb also aren't fully there yet. Yeah. Cause look, I mean, Jimmy played all last year. There was like, Jimmy's still there. What if, yeah, sure. He's going to start, but what if, what if he's throwing ducks in week three? Is, are they going to stick with him? So, you know, I think I do think there's a little discount left. Jimmy's still there. <laughs> Get out of here. Jimmy's still there. <laughs> all right. What are you doing? Um, I just have no fucking clue what the 12 hole is going to do. Um, <laughs> well, this would be a sweaty move to try and get a quarterback back to you again because the two teams picking around you. Oh, we're sweaty, Kyle. We are sweaters on this. Uh, we got to take a brand guy here. You know, this is a this is a brand guy caught a deep ball in practice today that led into a Stefan Diggs touchdown. Um, Pat notoriously against Knox. So we got we got to throw Knox in his face to win this FFBC 2023 ticket. Look, I, I'm not the biggest Knox guy, but you know, I think he's as talented as Dalton Schultz. So you're getting a discount in that respect. Dalton Schultz could explode with if the if targets start thinning out there, that's Which they a, already are. That's a, that's an outcome. 
I'll feel kind of sick if Dalton Schultz explodes, which is now obviously increasingly more likely with James Washington hurt. Uh, obviously, no Amari Cooper. Like, this is a, a thin team at receiver and like backup tight end. They have no one. I don't know who the next guy is. It's like a rookie, I think. Uh, man, but like, he is no, not uh, a particularly good player. Like, it's, I mean, isn't it funny how the market, like, we lose an. We lose like an 18th round slash undrafted pick in James Washington, and the market's yeah. like, "Holy shit, we gotta get Tolbert, we gotta get Sean." <laughs> you know, like this guy that we would refuse to draft except for the last time. You know, like yeah. Well, that's why you should have been drafting. Like, if you like Schultz, I don't think Schultz is particularly like special players. So I'm taking a lot of them, but if you do, you know, go for it. Or C.D. Lamb is what I was going for. Is why you should have been drafting C.D. Lamb because I don't care with or without James Washington. James Washington is your number three, and some like third round rookie as your number two is pretty weak. It's one of the weakest two, three combos you can find out there. Like it's not Falcons level, but it's not distant from the Falcons in a sense. So that is, is why I've even at the pretty hey. uh, you know, inflated price, I'm, I'm still seeding my lambs. Welcome to the stream, Eric Bynfor. Hello, gentlemen. Um, I on? just finished, I just finished up a show and heard um, Liam talking very positively about some of the players that I love. So I figured this was the perfect time for me to hop in. I just wanted to get a little bit of, uh, you who know, the, who were the players that made your ears burn? Ooh, that is, that is a good, well, first of all, um, I, uh, any Trey Lance mention just naturally my ears perk up, you know how, yeah, you know how it goes. And he's that. Yes, yes, exactly. It's like I have alerts on for any YouTube stream that mentions Trey Lance in a positive light. So, um, you know, I just got done working a little bit and I figured you guys were having what looks to be a fun draft. And hey, I'll, I'll hop on and give you guys some shit for a little bit. Let uh, Pat make a pick and then choose which team you'd rather have once he makes Ooh. his pick. So we've had even even amount of picks. OK, so I'm not going to let you Kyle, I, do the I, same. You, you've been in here with us in the trenches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? So uh, I see, obviously, the, the NBC Sports Edge. You're in the ten spot. I see the NBC Sports Edge. What? What? Anything else that I need to know? I'm ten Leans hole. Out of the, 10, yeah. the seven uh, hole so won the contest. Best ball. Oh yeah. Best ball FFPC tight end premium uh, and PPR for everything else. Um, that's it. I'd like it to be known that I asked at the beginning teams. what kind of draft this was, and I didn't know it was best ball. So I was like, why would you take a second quarterback? No. It's just here we go, Kyle. Start one of them. <laughs> I'm not in this draft, so they just have me on to produce content while they make picks. And I asked at the beginning, what are we doing here? I never got an answer. Are you, and are I you guys there. buying this Miles Sanders as a as Dustin? Oh, no, no, no. Make your fucking pick first, Pat. No asking <laughs> the judges. No asking the judges. What do you, what do you say, judges? <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying the Miles like Sanders, my, being my Sanders take after. I'm buying the Miles. We Sanders want you to make your pick. I agree with Liam. But if you were to vote, would you prefer? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just finding out now it's best ball, and I'm totally on board with the, the two elite quarterbacks, two good quarterbacks. It's fine. Before I was like, that oh, seems a little suspicious. Oh, I just drafted it. I'm getting just, some Eagles just... correlation. I just drafted a two elite quarterback team with Mahomes um, and Trey Lance. Uh, yeah. It was in the puppy. It was in the puppy, but uh, similar similar idea. I, mm -hmm. I'm coming around to that. I'm curious what you guys think uh, about that kind of thing. There's a weird pocket where you guys are in right now of the draft. That's like I don't know. I don't love any of these guys. And so if you already have that elite quarterback taking Lance, Hurts, Dak, whatever as your second quarterback, last year I think we would have said that was bad. 
this year, I I'm not sure it is bad. I think it's, no, I, I like it. I think it's good for advancing to the finals and having two shots on goal. And I, and I agree with you. There's like a pocket of every draft where you don't love any of the skill position players and the quarterbacks are all elite where yeah. you, you can kind of throw up your hands and be like, you know, <laughs> screw it. Clyde Edwards Alaire or Trey Lance. You know, I mean, like, look, at, I, I, look at where, you know, Pat took Jalen Hurts, bef- two picks before Zach Ertz, Dusty Will and Zach Ertz. He may catch a lot of <laughs> passes at tight end premium, sure, but it's not an exciting pick. Then Antonio Gibson, then the pick after him, Josh Jacobs. Like, yeah, the elite quarterback in Jalen Hurts who Pat took makes plenty of sense there. And it was like this pocket. I don't, uh, you know, I wouldn't. I will say for... like the wide receivers dry up a little bit after mm-hmm. some of yeah. these guys. Mm-hmm. There's like, yeah, not. Yeah, there's not many great only, receivers that go after that. You got, but, you got a couple more, but but, it, but that's pretty, what do you guys think? You're hit with like Kenny Galladay or Tim Patrick, and you're like, yes, I see the case. A, I see the case, but you're not 100%. like, yes, you know. That's how I feel. It's like reach a little bit on a Chiefs guy, right? Sky or MVS or whatever, or Christian or Kirk, Tony. Uh, I, I, I like Tony. I, I don't hate Kirk. What or a rookie wide receiver, but like you, Kirk. but like. I, I was the biggest Antonio Gibson stan of all time last year. Weren't we all, buddy? Yeah, <laughs> we can't abandon. You're, you're, on, the, you're on the pod. I, before I'm of trying them. to do. I'm trying to not fully abandon our priors. Like, uh, but I, the case yeah, is still there for Gibson a little bit. A little. But you were projecting some though. Like it was like okay, now it's college. It was your article, really Pat. Let, come let's in. call a spade a spade. Your article. Yes, we all blame Gibson for our. Yes. <laughs> That's true, Pat. You owe me some money. What the hell? Hey, I was all over James Conner. It worked out for me, Pat. I got no problems with the article. But seriously, the Gibson thing is like, we do have to adjust our priors when the team alerts us to adjust our priors, right? When they pay McKissick and then they spend another... So Gibson was a third round pick. Like if you ignore what we did with Gibson last year and you think about him just in a vacuum of this year, you say, okay, we have a third round pick who was just an early down player, generally speaking for two years now they brought back and paid their passing down back and they drafted another third round like early down grinder it's like this dude has very like the tightest thread like you you have to thread a needle so tight for gibson to have upside so it's like i don't know i don't really like him i don't really like him either but he's the epitome of that pocket of the draft where it's like I, t- I couldn't agree more with Liam. There's a few wide receivers I like there, but like it's kind of the quarterback range. Yeah. What, uh, who, who do you guys like better right now? Gun to head, six hole or 10 hole? Kyle, what do you think? You, you, you've been in here. I'll look at it while you uh, give Kyle's just learning the format. <laughs> six hole, six hole. What's I like, again? Uh, I, I like <laughs> six hole, uh, even more specifically through like six picks the past two especially like the miles sanders I, i'm not uh, about that action and i think the uh the structure is actually like super similar it's not really a big a, a huge difference but uh i think it's just more player takes for me getting the the trio of higgins Cortland, davis uh i think it's just a slam dunk when you can already have in tight end premium kelsey javante and then get elite quarterbacks but uh i don't think it's a huge difference of probably i mean like looking at some of these uh these running back slappies in this draft i think both of you are probably above average yeah the 12 spot is dead so you don't have to worry about him <laughs> you know there may be some three, teams i was looking I at it more specifically the three, the three spot is probably dead second um, round etn 
Liam, Liam, sell me on um, Andrews because I've been I've been mostly fading Andrews, just like even in the tight end premium format. So I'm curious um, how you feel about him. For there. him, it's like I've been in on BBM three kind of, so it's like how am I not going to take him on FFPC? And and I get the people that are saying, hey, you know, like is he that different than a Waller, Kittle, Pitts, like for BBM three where there's actual like a tear break? Yeah, probably not. You know, like. Um, but like, are we talking playoff format or what this format is, which is just like cumulative points, like but both formats. I like him. Um, he's a little, Hey, ah, all right. I'm doing? out. I'm out. I'm out of here. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't come here to talk to you. I've talked to you <laughs> way more times than I needed to. I way don't think I've much. had the pleasure of, of chatting with Kyle before. I, he seems cool. I wanted to come in and say hi. I don't think so. You're going to adjust those priors quick. The night you guys did the hangout stream where like Daigle was on and, and we thought he might've passed away that night. Pat, <laughs> like at towards the end of the stream, <laughs> Pat, towards the end of the stream, DM me on Twitter. Hey, you want to come on? And I'm like laying in bed. I'm like, I'm going to bed, but thanks. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, Daigle died. He just has, he's a cat. He has he nine, nine lives. Type of deal. Yeah. yeah. Dago's hilarious, man. I, I just have been, uh, I, I believe like uh, your stream, Eric, was the first time I interacted with him. I was crying in laughter. In He's hilarious, his, man. In some He's hilarious. Bits. How you doing? I haven't been, I, I just finished up a, a pot of Leone a few minutes ago and ate some dinner. I have no idea what's going on in this draft. Give, give me the full recap. It's best ball. Oh, um, yeah, I did, I did one of these drafts last week, but like, how are, how are your teams doing? So I'm out of the 10 spot. Um, okay. No, I'm out of the 10 no, spot. No, sir. Good try, well, Pat. Good try, Pat. <laughs> I've, already, I've already blown it. I'm out of the 6 spot. I got Kelsey, Javante, T. Higgins, Sutton, Gabe Davis, double quarterback, including a brutal snipe for Liam. Sorry, bud. And then Miles Sanders got some correlation. DeAndre Hopkins got some more correlation. Oh, you're not predicting the uh, Gardner Minshew to A.J. Brown points like week, week 17? You're not, not going to make it, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, check out Liam's team here. Went C.D. Lamb, Mark Andrews, unstacked A.J. Brown. You hate to see it. Mike Williams. I know James I got Smith back. <laughs> Eliza Mitchell, Dawson Knox does stack up Dak Prescott with C.D. It's pretty nice. Pat, are you not in on Kirk? I'm not drafting a ton of Kirk. I like him. I feel I like a uh, slot receiver with a quarterback downgrade is not, not my favorite architect. But doesn't he feel like the guy – that has the the upside and the quote unquote projectable volume that isn't getting the projectable volume boost that normally happens. I mean, maybe, maybe you think he he's going is right by Alan not... Lazard. So I feel like to some extent <laughs> he's yes, also going by Brandon. I, he's also going by Brandon Ayuk yeah. and DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for six games, and he's going by by him, and he's yeah theoretically the top option for the Jaguars. No, I, I think like the fact that he's going near Lazard shows that he is somewhat undervalued because Kirk can be the top option in a passing game, and I'm pretty skeptical that Lazard can. Um, so he's getting treated kind of as a pure projectable volume guy when he's, when he's probably better than that. But I don't know. I mean, like, is he going to be an every route type of guy, or is he mostly going to be a slot guy there? That's he's, that's what reports I'm are that he's running all over the. He's playing all yeah, sorts okay. of positions. Which is um, coffins? Which is coffins for Marvin? Yeah, which I mean, 
I mean, because we all know Zay. Zay is, the starting, like Zay. Zay is the starting wide receiver on the outside. I would have taken Good James Cook, Zay. by the way, but I, you Good know, after after Sky, it's a uh, it's whatnot. I love AJ's comment. He says maybe it's just shadows, but Eric looks like he has half a can of dip in his mouth right now. It's not shadows. You can literally see the half yeah. a can. Ben, are you in on Kirk's talent? I I think he's good, not great, basically. Um, we actually just – the pot I just did with Leone, we just did the AFC South over on Establish the Edge. And I just Perfect talked about for a while. Yeah, so he hasn't had a 20% target spot run in any of his four seasons. His, his best career season was year two when he had less competition. And year one was pretty good as rookie year. You remember, like, Kirk didn't really have a lot of competition in his first couple of years before Nuke came over. Um, but he hasn't – and so maybe that, you know, plays up in Jacksonville. But he hasn't really um, earned volume like a legit number one. Now he is, a, you know, a number one, basically. He's being treated like one, certainly. I think, think he's got good. offense was so weird with the Cardinals that, like, like we're just like the West Coast – thing they run like it like they, they ran like hopkins only to one side of the field you know like how yeah. do we assess that team yeah, mm-hmm. yeah i mean like the whole point of the air raid and i'm not sure if cliff gets this despite you know being an air raid guy is that you just get your best players the ball like proportionate to their talent differential between them and the next best player and christian kirk saw fewer targets than larry fitzgerald who i assume that your average 0.9 yards per target because <laughs> very bad then though i agree that like I'm not exactly sure what like level of credit we can give Cliff for like he didn't give Christian Kirk a lot of targets. Well, like Cliff might also just be a donk. I'm reeling, not from the Sky Moore snipe, but from the Shad White snipe. I figured more was Bang Bang Pat Bang Bang. That's it's brutal. It's hey, okay. look, we could probably like, make a trade for Hertz and White in season or something. <laughs> yeah, we might have to, dude. <laughs> I'm hammering Rashad White right now. Uh yeah, I got a lot of white. Do you think do you think Rashad White has any possible standalone? Yeah, I do. Yes. Yeah. Value. Yeah. Yes. Because they pass to they pass to um <clears throat> their running backs on every down. Uh Leonard um, Fournette apparently lost 35 pounds before camp, but I'm worried. <laughs> I'm a dude's little bit quarters about out of his pocket. <laughs> the rapid weight loss is gonna it's gonna be a problem. No, I mean yeah, Rojo but, had over forty targets in in twenty twenty. Like you're, they'll pass. What about twenty? But what about twenty twenty one? Twenty twenty one. He got he got completely faced out of the offense. Wow. I was so, making a joke, but like he played week seventeen and and Fournette did not. So who really was more valuable? You that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, he makes a, a very good point. Aren't you a little worried about Fournette's conditioning? No. When has Fournette ever been in great conditioning? Yeah, but I mean, a freshman year at LSU. Yeah, <laughs> he returned kicks that year. I think he's good at that. I know. I mean, in terms of the the size of his workload last year, I don't know. I, I think it'll be hard. Size of other things too, if it's even better. Yeah, <laughs> I think it'll be reasonable if if I mean White could work into as far as the question of standalone value. I mean, I'm just try, I'm just trying to think about mm-hmm. what he because he's steamed big time. He's going like in the one ten to one twenty range on underdog. And I'm still taking him, but it's like we're getting into closing in on Pollard range, which is like you need real, like you need real upside to draft a guy without any standalone value. 
Yeah, yeah. Are you getting from the like CEH to white range? Some of those running backs are going to absolutely be the pieces you need, either in mm-hmm. a season long perspective or playoff week upside. Like we got yeah, CEH, Edmonds, Harris, Patterson, Ramondre, James Cook, Singletary, White, Walker, you know, like Penny, usually, you know, like all these guys could, could do it. But can I mean, I get a, can if I get Fournette a does get hurt, Rashad White yeah. is, is a second round in fantasy like it probably like a first yeah, yeah like his massive upside for contingency purposes. Fournette had I, I just pull up the awesome stealing signals tool that Rotoviz built that i can look <laughs> at that high value touches stuff so quick eckler <laughs> led the league in 95 with 95 high value touches Fournette had 94 i mean the tom brady's gonna throw to his backs three down upside high scoring offense i mean i mean in the playoff game Gio bernard and Keyshawn vaughn both had value and both stink Yep. Yeah, so. it's such a good spot for a running back. It's such yeah, it's a good so spot. good. Yeah, and he reports have been that he's already the number two. His receiving profile is why he got drafted. He's big enough to handle like a decent sized workload. You know, he could be like a DeAndre Swift type pretty easily. So I don't know. I'm I'm pretty excited. And then I do think like he mixes in at all, they'll throw to him. It doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to win the third down roll, and he won't. They're gonna put Fournette out there. They trust him. <clears throat> But, but he matter. could though. He could though, right? Yeah, it's maybe. not out of the. It's not impossible that he. I mean, this has always been my thing with Lenny. And uh, did you put you more did. chew in your mouth since you left? No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Are you, what were you are you done? Are you gonna put a chew no, in? I mean, I, I'm, no I got a pouch in, but I'm not like spitting it out of my mouth. Like, or, like an going in there. I really the funny thing, the funny thing the funny thing is I really don't have that much chew that that much chew and I actually quit for the longest time and uh, the don't tell my wife she's out of town and I, I bought some <laughs> chew just just for shits and gigs and like honestly um, when you when you when you quit for a long time it's really actually I'm not enjoying it I'm really not enjoying it. <laughs> it's kind of like probably what people that like if you quit drinking and then you have a beer you're like this doesn't taste very Uh-oh, good we got that's the how sex I feel. Lots. Yeah, the, you um, mentioned your wife's out of town, and then the sex bots. And the sex in bots, there. yes, that's that's how that's also how it works on my streams too. So this is uh, that's why I know uh, I'm not normal. big time yet. I don't got those in the live chat. Only in the yeah, comments. you don't want them. You don't want them. Uh, it's yeah. awful. <laughs> it is an absolutely awful experience. You don't know how I'm going to segue my channel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it is not out of the out of the range of outcomes that Rashad like earned some of that passing down work, right? Because Lenny. Like, and early reports has, are good, right? He he yeah. he has earned it because there was no one else, in my opinion. I don't think like I mean, watch him play. If you watch the games, he's not a natural pass catcher. He's not a natural like really plus in the pass game. It's just they just like kind of trust him to just be where he's supposed to be. If Rashad White is just better, I I don't know. I feel like Lenny could end up being kind of this god awful, you know, Josh Jacobs. <laughs> old school Kenyon Drake. Remember when we were taking, or when we, when other people were taking Kenyon Drake at like the one, two turn, I feel yeah. like that's, that's, that's possible. And, and I think, you know, I say this is someone with a big Rojo bag, but that report where, I mean, report like that, where white said like white basically shit on Rojo's work ethic and was like, do not compare that man to me. <laughs> that he does not dope. work hard. You boost like, the ranks there. That, that should have like, been a big signal. Like maybe they were just like, God, this is the only professional on our team. And then we got this guy yeah. doing whatever. Well, it seems likely that something like that happened. And Rojo, you know, uh, 
don't know if you guys know, but I like Rojo. He, <laughs> he got that. completely benched as a second round pick. Like they were just like immediately like, nope, this dude doesn't have it. And then he kind of got it together. And then, and then he got benched again. So like, I, I kind of loved that from Rashad White. He came in and he's like, I've heard a lot about this Rojo guy and you do not fucking compare him to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that should have been a sign, like a little warning on Rojo. I still think Andy Reid can unlock him, but also like, a, hey, White is taking this shit seriously. Like clearly someone's told him like, you don't want to be the Rojo of this team. Look at him. You, know? <laughs> you go from Tampa to Kansas City. No shot to our Kansas City fans out there. <laughs> at least Rojo gets to play for Andy Reid. I mean, he's like the most player friendly coach in the that league. Does Maybe. He, he's got to make the fucking team first. <laughs> uh, that's a, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Isaiah Pacheco with the ones this week. Pacheco How do we feel about that? First Pacheco team shit. snaps than Rojo. Well, that's, that's a terrible report. That's we got one video of Rojo nine this on is, seven. That's this all is nonsense. This is nonsense. We had a report that was. Um, uh, Isaiah Spiller is the only running back getting first team reps that isn't Austin Eckler with that team. And then 20 minutes later, it was like, okay, they've worked all the other running backs in with the ones, right? Like it was. <laughs> I, I was in the, the middle. Later one, and I actually said that on on I don't know. Wandale Robinson in the 11th. Woo woo. I was in the middle of blurbing. Isaiah Spiller is running with the ones, and then uh, you know it's it's just how information works. We get more information, and the person who's reporting it says, "Oh, okay. Well, now about 20 minutes later, everyone's running with the ones. They're all getting mixed." And it was, but that's just how training camp works. You know, that's amazing that uh, there was a because I I'm the person who heard only the first part of that story and yep. really took it very seriously. <laughs> It's like, hey, Isaiah, throw it to the moon, baby. Austin Eckler said Joshua Kelly looked great with the ones. I think he literally did that, yeah. Oh, man, that's good. I still like Spiller, but that's a really good point. Yeah, Spiller's still, Spiller's still a smash. I don't give a shit. Yeah. What, no, 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 uh, I'm just, I, I'm, I agree. Stinks, I'm just so. saying, like... Even though Kyle's correct correct the record, let's all make like, a pack to yeah, only yeah, reference yeah. the yes. first report and pretend like the second <laughs> report never came. <laughs> I like this. Eckler missed some games early, and I was like, yes, I have all this Joshua Kelly... Didn't do anything. I do well, like was... the extension of confirmation biasism where we just uh, just explicitly ignore reports that don't confirm. Yeah. Well, there was like the, uh, I think it was Elliot Shore Parks, a reporter for the for the Eagles, or reports on the Eagles, uh, that was like, A.J. Brown looks like a number one wide receiver. He was like, I'm done reading. The tweet is over. Let's not worry about what is, the rest of it is. He's like, the passing <laughs> offense didn't look great. There were a few deep shots to him. I was like, well, let's not talk about those things because I like A.J. Brown, and I'd well, like you to say the things I like. Does yeah. the Pacheco stuff make you guys nervous at all? Because I am, I'm getting pretty nervous about. Yes. Know, the big old it, yes. It makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. It does. But I have a lot on BBM three. I know that. I know. I yeah. know what you're doing here, Pat. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I can see the cue. <laughs> or the players. Believe him, I think might be able to see my cue. He's correctly predicted all my picks. <laughs> Pat, you're not that. It's not that hard to predict. You know, ah, you make on, a lot man. of content, and you you're very vocal about the things you like. Nah, the fact that you took uh, Ronald Jones, I, I gotta say, that was like minus five hundred, and the betters were just <laughs> slamming that. Oh, when we started talking about it, I was looking all over the board to see if Jones had gone yet, and I was like, "You look to the third round. You're like, you didn't take him in the third round." <laughs> the third yeah. round. Hey, I got that Chiefs correlation going, you know. Yeah, I Pat, got what are you what are you gonna do when Rojo gets cut though? I mean, you know, you're he'll always sign somewhere. Uh, like he'll still play, right? File for bankruptcy. Yeah, you look to the Jags and maybe Rams. Be <laughs> signs on there. The Rams, you know, like, <laughs> don't you feel like 
Ronald Jones could be that CJ Anderson type where CJ Anderson had like oh, 800 yards in the Kyle. final I 10 see games it, with the Rams. I can uh, see it. The Rams, they lose Henderson, they lose Akers. Boys. We need him on the playoff Rojo. team. Rojo racks up like 120 yards, and then they're like, yeah, we're not resigning him. <laughs> remember that like, Panthers game two years no ago where he housed an 80-yard touchdown? If that did not happen – I feel like Rojo would be multiple rounds cheaper. Like I feel like that one play where he like beat the Panthers for an 80 yard 98 his if you take out his 98 yard touchdown, no one would give a shit about Rojo. Wow. Wow. Take his best play away, Eric. I know. (laughs) That's 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 splits, Pat. Just look, you gotta we gotta focus on the splits. If you just regress Patrick Mahomes to league average, Cucks Cucks, Penny and Walker. As, oh, as the, as the now we're talking back on that roster. <laughs> Seahawks make the playoffs off of Rojo's 4,000 yards. Let's go. Yeah. No, I don't even think people really remember that run. Do you guys? Can someone tell me 21's 40 time? Every time I see that play, I get triggered watching that DB. As a former, as a former shitty, as a former shitty D3 defensive back, watching that dude dive like that, it makes me so mad. That was awful effort. You know what? This is great that Pat did that because I started the show by saying I've never seen the show. I've listened to the show on the, the iTunes feed. So <laughs> when Pat said, a great way to start the show. So, Pat's, <laughs> so well, I listen to it, right? I don't like I can't watch. I'm listening. Uh, by to the way, guys, part. the draft is paused. If anyone's wondering, I know picks are happening. Interesting. So I when Pat, you said Ronald Jones got picked. I thought Pat's the draft was over. They're asking repeatedly, like, okay, seriously though, do you want this pick to stand? <laughs> No, he's not running with the ones. Are you sure? He's Isaiah Pacheco's backup, you dumb fuck. You just took him in the 11th round. Pat, when you said, said, uh, does anyone remember that run? I was like, earnestly, no, I I honestly don't really remember that run. I did not know you were setting me up for the bait and switch of playing the clip because I have not seen it. I've listened to the the do-do-do-do-do, but I I don't know what happens when that happens. Welcome to the show, (laughs) Welcome to the show. Just throw it into the fire. What did you think happens? Because you hear the music playing anytime. This I didn't know it was that specific highlight because I don't remember it. Because it's Ronald freaking Jones. Catch Rojo. <laughs> what other highlight could it have possibly been? I don't remember Ronald Jones' highlights. I don't know a single one. I don't know well, that one. I don't know any of the other You only have one, Kyle. I don't remember that one. Zero of them. I know zero. He has one highlight. I know zero. Rojo Why did he make the touchdown? Heart. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And a coward defensive back. Honestly, though, like Rojo versus Madison, I am team Madison over over Rojo. 100%. But I, I think so too. But after what do you think about after Madison? What do you think about, like, you know, like, what do you think let, about let that really that are left. After Madison, tell me the guys that you'd prefer over Rojo. Damian Pierce, Naheem Hines, Michael Carter, Kenneth Gainwell, Daryl Hunder- Henderson. Daryl Henderson for sure, because he's not at any risk of a backup coming for him, I don't think. Um, I mean, no, it's drafted. I know he's got a broken foot. Kyron Williams broke his finger, and he's not going to play at all in the training camp. Like, or at least a few weeks. I don't know about it at all, technically. But, like, no. 
Um, I kind of like Kenneth Gainwell, but that's a little like of my personal player takey biases. So I could see that argument not being correct. And I mean, Pat has Miles Sanders, but that's not the question. <laughs> Damian Pierce, Naheem Hines. Definitely Wait, not Pierce. Rojo got I, I, added I, back. Rojo got unselected. I told you. He, he, no he said, he said, I don't kidding? want him. What the hell? Yeah. Pat, you got to reselect Rojo, brother. Uh, it was the person before Pat must have made a mistake because they switched their player, I think, right? Are there cut rumors oh, for they did. Pat, definitely. Don't, oh, don't so let Pat fool like, you. Pat you said, like, I, I got clowned for taking stuff? Rojo. <laughs> Oh God, he's gonna pull oh, the You, you got to pause the draft to take well, this Everett next week. Reconsider and Daryl Henderson. You guys heard Daryl Henderson too? Yeah. <laughs> you you got to get the five minute pause on the draft to get Gerald Everett in the eleventh round. Got Pat, to. who'd you take again? Uh, you know, you got a I second took Brown chance. Jones. Yeah, I took Brown Jones. You know, I don't know, just something about him. I think after the Hines and Madison, like after Madison, I think I take. You know, like I see the. Maybe Henderson, but then road like I don't know. Damian Pierce. I think he's in the mix with all those him. guys. I, I you know I I don't have any issues with Madison. How many ninety eight yard touchdown runs does Alexander Madison have? Yeah, zero. He runs like a four seven forty. He can't possibly. I'm happy you're here, Ben. <laughs> hey, look, there there are a lot of Point different Rojo. ways to get to ninety seven yards. <laughs> One of them is just getting twenty nine carries at three point seven yards. <laughs> you did it backwards, <laughs> or Ben. <laughs> I am curious, like, you know, Rojo aside, with Alexander Madison, are you guys at all worried that he's not in the same role with a new coaching yep. staff and the GM who drafted Ty Chandler? Like, I'm the viewing whole it thing more with Madison is he gets all the touches. Yeah, I'm taking Rojo. They got two. Madison. They got two. They got two young guys, right? They have uh, Kenan Wangwu and and Ty Chandler. That I, I, I'm not projecting them, but there's a level of concern. There should be, I think. Right, I don't know. Sean, I, I mean, them, like, I view Madison like good at the zero RB guys, and and he's compared Ty Chandler to Elijah Mitchell. This year's Elijah Mitchell. I think Joe, it makes sense. Like, he always laughs, but like he does a, that laugh where like you know he knows something. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I, I mean, I shouldn't really even say this. It's not, it's not gonna happen. There's not an Elijah Mitchell this year, but if there is, it's Ty Chandler. Like, he's Wasn't like, like Eli Mitchell good in college though? Because Ty Chandler was like a fifth I'm year learning switch Ty schools to get just to a thousand yards player. Like I'm pretty sure Eli Mitchell was actually good at some point. And, he was. Eli Mitchell was, like, was, I think, a better prospect. Let me pull it up. I mean, I have pulled up already. Eli is there Mitchell not a potential this... that the new coaching staff does more of a running back by committee? That's I my think, concern. I, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. That I would be. So. The, I think that'd be the bigger <clears throat> concern. Not that like the backup is straight up better. That just like there is no guy. But that, that hurts Cook. That doesn't. Targets. That helps Madison, right? That yeah, gives him standalone right. plus. It changes his distribution, right? It doesn't give him the comes in as a backup and immediately as Dalvin Cook. Yeah, you're but right. But it gives him the doesn't have to come in as the backup to the starter. So it makes him a different archetype of player. I'm not sure if it's better or worse, honestly. Yeah, good question. That's a good point. Um, can we? You talked about Naheem Hines. Can we talk about him really quick too? Because it's kind of a similar thing where they're talking about expanding his standalone role. Adore. Right? He's getting the Tony Pollard shit. Like oh, they're going to use him, but what happens if JT gets hurt? Because it's they're going to run Philip Lindsay. Yeah, that would. Yeah, yeah, but he's yeah, but like Philip Lindsay isn't like he's also like 190 pounds. He's not like what what and, and he's been like kind of bad. What do you right? what do you think yeah, is yes. the contingent value in the Colts if J if something happens to JT? 
I do think it's Philip Lindsay. Uh, I, I mean, like, it, I, I think, think the upside for Hines is that he gets slot snaps, kind of like that's I mean, never know, happened. So I will not. I know buy every that. year they they say this shit, and the recent like Paris Campbell news I think is bad for Hines in that role. But like, mm-hmm. I have a huge Hines bag on underdog because he, I mean, a he used to go in like the seventeenth round, but. Even so, like, I'm not out because I think Carson Wentz was really bad for Hines. And I think he's really Ryan's bad for McKissick. Yeah. And I think Matt Ryan is really good for Hines. And the dude runs like a 4-2-140, like, like legit one of the most explosive players in the NFL. He's never he's never going to get over, what, 10 carries a game? But who who cares? Like, he's going well, to get... The, to the question of, <clears throat> sorry, of the contingent value, the last time we saw it, Jonathan Taylor not being the workhorse was middle of 2020 when he kind of got like benched for a couple weeks. And Mm -hmm. Naheem Hines got, I just pulled up his log to look at these games, 12 carries, five catches, only six carries and three catches, then 10 carries, eight catches. Was Max playing then too? That was after Max Achilles. Max Achilles was week one. So Jordan Wilkins, that was Jordan Wilkins. Jordan Wilkins was playing alongside and Taylor still mixed in a little, but he had a couple games where Taylor did where he only had a few touches. But yeah, but I mean, we, if you, you can get looking at to, that Philip Rivers offense, right? Like the Philip Rivers to Matt Ryan, like Matt Ryan's an same. upgrade from where he was, right? Yeah, it's just a better version. Yeah, in my opinion, I think Hines would get similar. I think he would get eight to you know double digit carries three. with like real five, target five, upside, five catches. Yeah. yeah, but I think also Taylor has a little bit more target upside in his potential too. Oh with, yeah, to, with just Matt Ryan being there. Like I, I don't, mean, I don't hear Colts anyone last talk about year. That. The Colts last year were above average in targets given to running backs. Like Carson Wentz isn't great at throwing not to running targets. It's like, because they're running. You backs may be are throwing really them fucking back, good. But they're not. They're not on target. You know. Yeah. No, I agree. Like it, the the efficiency of those targets will probably be better because Carson Wentz isn't very good. But like I wouldn't say Carson Wentz. Like he's never thrown to a running back for Miles Sanders. Also heavily targeted when he had Carson Wentz. So I'm not like dying to get Neam Hines personally because I think if you're taking Neam Hines for what you can get from him just take like JD McKissick or even like maybe Kenyon Drake can't give you out on McKissick I got zero but I, I also think that we have to like be Alec fair Pierce. and that the Colts have better wide receivers like mm-hmm. I like Alec Pierce I like I've always liked Paris Campbell he just gotta be healthy mm-hmm. and he, yeah it's and not he, that I don't like Hines I just think like what are you getting with Hines that you are not likely to get with McKissick like yeah McKissick could be a lesser player than Hines I probably think <laughs> he is not as good of a player as Hines Hines is fast he's like Awesome in the return game, that kind of stuff. And I do think not he could that, be that it's purely the quarterback for me. And I but like, and I, oh, I thank Christ, people. Matt Ryan. Like, I like that's fine, but it's not something I am like dying to get on board or, with. Like, at his prime, could Naheem Hines not be Cordero Patterson? Kind of, no, he could not be Cordero, not with Patterson. Jonathan Taylor in the same backfield. No, not, the, <laughs> no. not the, like he's not going to get the between the tackles, but could he not get the little like dump off type things that Cordero was Liam, I got a trivia question for you. Who caught more passes last year, Naheem Hines or Jonathan Taylor? They both played 17 games. Oh, this is good. This is good. I like this. If you're I asking wonder. me, I'm going to guess it's JT. No, I'm asking you an un- unanswerable question because they caught the exact same amount. You were never going to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> but Hines got six more targets. JT caught a higher percentage. He had but again, more yards. Like, like, I don't, I don't want to compare the Wentz offense to the Matt Ryan offense at all. Right, but so I think Heinz does actually interestingly have some same loan value, but I'm right with Kyle in terms of the – I mean, sorry, the, I think he has some, like, contingency-based value, but the standalone value is overpriced in the 11th round. Like, the, always the, the most expensive – Is he not better in best ball? Yeah, he's better probably because negative scripts are probably stringed together catches. Most, most pass catchers do. But <laughs> I'll tell you, so is J.D. McKissick, right? So is J.D. McKissick. I don't know, man. Is McKissick going to – I just don't, like – 
It, it would not shock me if McKissick sees less than 40 targets and Washington was just stupid and they were like, oh, the Bills are going to take someone that's good from us. Like, let's match it. And he was like, all right, I don't want to move. And, you know, like they don't end up using him that much. And Weren't we just saying last year that they were stupid for not throwing to Gibson? Now they'd be stupid for not throwing to McKissick? I, I like... Well, but like, could you not see that that team freaking out and being like, a team's trying to snipe our player? Like, let's at the eleventh hour try to match it. Like, that was weird. You know, was that not weird? I mean, it's weird. I don't wouldn't really project it to impact their player usage, and they actually have like decent coaching. Like, uh, they have the the younger, the boy Turner. I think it's the, the boy is Scott, and he actually does like control <clears throat> a decent offense, like with pre snap motion, like use of play action. Like, I think he will actually deploy his players in uh, ways that their best skill sets I, I agree with you guys at current current prices like i don't really want to click Hines over madison and henderson like guys i v, view as league winning if the if the guy if the starters go down but how like would it shock me if he has four spike weeks out of 17 that's nearly you know that's nearly a third of the season what i was gonna someone ask. call that nearly a quarter too <clears throat> <laughs> nearly, I guess, I guess closer to only nearly. It's less than quarter. I think that's what I meant to say. Uh, Pat, was, really good pick there. Your team is looking hot right now. I mean, that ooh slam dunk pick right there. Not, not to belabor the the Heinz thing. What I was gonna ask is, Ben has ingrained this goddamn uh, ideology in me of like this identity back. JT is a I'm fucking just... identity. Is an One identity time, back. Like I know, and, months ago, <laughs> and it is, it is, it is lived, it is lived it's in me because free. it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Also, I've stolen it from you, and I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna give you the credit for it moving forward. You just but, did. I appreciate it. Yeah, only on, yeah, only on, last on time, last time. only on your show, not on my own show. <laughs> nice. But it, JT is a fucking identity back, right? If if they lose JT, they can't run their offense like they would run it. Which not yeah. Philip Lindsay cannot take 25. Well, carries. wouldn't we have like, said this about Derrick Henry, Henry last year, though? And there's like, I don't know, the on form is Derrick Henry. What's that? Was difference? literally the point I was, I used. Well, the problem is we I thought it was Darrington Evans and we were well, just wrong. That's the thing. It is was Darrington got hurt, hurt too. Yeah, if yeah, so, so if Hines gets hurt also, then yes, it's a problem. But if the next man up is Hines, the offense changes and that. Yes. theoretically creates more contingent value because they're like, they're not going to be a 50, 50 run pass split team anymore. Cause you can't run Philip Lindsay. Did you guys not hear Hines is running with the wide receivers in practice? Yeah. Adorable. yeah. Simply adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Say that mostly in jest, but still, but one of these years, someone's no, going to, none of these years, zero of these years, all the years, zero of them. <laughs> yeah. It's not happened yet. I just want to see Paris Campbell run more than 120 routes in a season. He might this year. They're saying he's, a... he's connection with Ryan. He's healthy. I, Pat, have you been fun. splitting your Albert O and your Dolce's exposure, or like I'm that's kind of how I Albert O? That's kind of the funny thing of uh, my anti Albert O stance is that I still just want a bunch of Broncos because I really like yeah them as a target. Uh, ben, this one's for you, buddy. Evan Ingram. The delay is pretty slow, so we're kind of going oh slow. Yeah, the- <laughs> I was gonna guess it was Jarvis. All right, I'm out. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> so I need boring- I need someone to fill in for my uh, my Hopkins suspension. You know, get those boring Jarvis weeks. Of course, the most boring 
not even exciting player that Eric has decided to make a, a running bet on Twitter that I'm like madly <laughs> in love with him. And I've, I've never said anything other than like, yeah, he's probably good. In the not true, round. Ben. During the Eric Rumble stream, I took Jarvis and you said, and I'm quoting here roughly, <laughs> Jarvis was a good pick, would have liked to get him. <laughs> oh, that was, that, you know what? <laughs> he got me. I was like, oh, what did I say? I was drunk for that. I might have said something a little extreme. <laughs> I have memories of that. It is really, it is an awesome bit, Ben, because you are like, Jarvis Landry couldn't be more anti of your brand. And he just so happens to keep, I, I don't actually disagree with your, with your take on him, but it's so funny that like yeah. you're pushing all the, you know, constantly the young wide receivers and zero RB. And then every episode, it just comes up with you and Sean where you're just like, yeah, but Jarvis Landry, I, why does he go here? He, he's just such a value. You ben, know? do you think that uh, Michael Thomas and Jarvis and Alvin are competing for those short routes? Or do you think Michael yeah. Thomas was more a byproduct in the past of Breeze? And he's not going to just be that quote-unquote slant boy or whatever. Like, he's actually might be unlocked with Jameis. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really know specifically on his role, but, I mean, he's really good at earning volume. And if he's healthy, I'm not actually that into Jarvis Landry at this price even. <laughs> like, it gets pretty – it gets pretty tough if both Thomas and Kamara are healthy. It was more that, like in the like maybe a month ago, a couple months ago, it was not looking great for Thomas. It's looking pretty good for Thomas right now, right? Yeah, 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 it is. I got a big. Uh, so I take Jarvis Landry to help you out on stream here. Now you're backpedaling. Yeah, wait, <laughs> worst, worst pick of the draft. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas was actually like good at deep stuff too while he was playing with Drew Brees. He just never got it. But like on a per target basis, his deep stuff, even like obviously everyone's going to be efficient catching deep passes because that's what they are. But even on a per target or per route run basis, his deep stuff was really good. They just didn't do it. But like, I don't think Jameis is the death knell for him because Jameis doesn't always throw three yard slants. Like, Turns out guys who can lead the NFL in receiving yards are probably good at every level of the field. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Thomas is better short than rel relatively to other players, like other elite players. And he's probably not as good deep relative to other truly elite players. But is he better than most receivers at every level of the field? To me, if he is as good as, as you know, leading the NFL in catches and receiving yards, yeah, he, he probably is still best at most spots. I love Jameis this year. I'm, I'm got a big bag there. James is cool. James is fun. It's all. Yeah, I, you kind of talked me into James a little bit, Liam. Uh, are you guys taking? Are you guys taking MT? Yes. I was taking MT, then I got a little nervous and I missed the best discount, and now I'm <laughs> yeah, kind of coming back around. But I, I have some seventh round MT. I had some sixth round before that. I don't have much of the eighth round because that's when I started to. I, I, I got panicky at the bottom. <laughs> I think I'm pot. I think I'm pot committed to the fade now. It's kind of like Julio. I went full. I went full Julio fade. That was an epic failure. <laughs> now you just now you just suck it up and, and deal with it. So now you suck it up and tweet God. about Will Fuller. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now you just shit on. Now you just shit on everybody else that the people who are taking Julio. <laughs> you, are, yeah. you identified I, next uh, You were like the only one mad on Twitter. I was like, Eric must not have been drafting Julio very much. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the Julio celebration in my brain was so good. And it's going to be, oh, it's going to grind my gears when he goes out in the first week. He's like, oh, my hammy. Oh, oh, my hammy. It hurts so bad. I can't play for the next eight weeks. And I'll be like, but I was right, Julio. You don't understand. I was right taking you in the 18th <laughs> round. And it won't matter.
Closing line value is all that matters, not oh. actually winning winning money. That doesn't matter. It's the closing line value. I should be able to sell my best ball teams as equity. Just capture like the one point yeah, like one nine X of them. Teams. If we get a team to the to the finals, if we get a bunch of closing line value, if we get players who are first or second round picks the next year and are like cheaper, like you know, like one one of those has got to be right. It's definitely not well, purely result. I, like it's you know? uh uh from my only one team that did well last year, it's not closing line value because Devonte Adams is going at the two, three turn and my best team, we took him one Oh two. Well, what about the other players? Like, the, like, you know, like you can't get closing line value on like first CD round. CD lamb. We took CD lamb at the end of the second round. We literally took every player at the worst ADP value imaginable and finished eighth in BBM. So, uh, uh, I am confirmation bias on uh, closing line value. doesn't matter. <laughs> So you guys yeah, are completely out on McKissick. I have zero no, shares not? across like probably 500 teams. Why? Zero shares of McKissick? Wow. I don't have a ton of him, but like there are teams where like you need, where yeah. you need the Neam Hines on your team. And you're just like, oh, I'll just take McKissick. Flat out, I can convince myself on any other running back in the player pool. Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> like, that you're in on Hines three rounds higher, but not on McKissick. Well, what if all, McKissick all of my Hines exposure came from when he was like in the same round okay. as, as McKissick, but still I occasionally take him even at cost because I think you can take risers, you just gotta do it tastefully. Like you gotta take you you take the uh, you take the fallers too to go with them. Yeah. Tastefully. <laughs> well, I'm competing against Liam here, so I'm taking McKissick. <laughs> love it man hey if i'm gonna if i'm gonna be wrong let's let it be wrong for this draft only i'm not draft i'm not drafting a lot of them but i i don't know i mean like do you like straight up in a vac do you like mckissick more than dearness johnson give me johnson that's that's literally the name i was gonna bring up is you have a yeah. couple of guys i feel like late um you guys are ffbc experts i'm not that like McKissick goes like a round before Dearness, and it's like I'm just I think McKissick the guy with something different to your three rounds I, before. I, I like Dearness more. I think McKissick brings something different to your build than Dearness. McKissick Jones. right yeah. after Cleo Herbert. That feels like a huge tier difference. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I was eyeing Herbert. Who took Cleo uh, Herbert? I did. Oh. I thought about Herbert <laughs> over Landry. I, th I thought maybe he'd come back. Good, good question, Ben. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like a huge drop. No, but I mean, you got four picks like, after me, Pat. Like Cleo Herbert against the Lions. We, I mean, I, I can't, you know. McKissick brought the sex spots, so I'm pretty sure it was a good pick, guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. That is good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Liam, Liam just setting up his own pick to say how good of a pick he made without us knowing that he was really the one that took Herbert. That, like, like, that was brilliant. Liam, it's like you've been doing content for years. You're looking good. <laughs> McKissick you're, within two rounds. You're a pro of, tout. You're a pro tout already. Yeah. Henderson, et cetera. <laughs> it is tough, though, to say within two rounds because it's like the running backs just don't stop going off here. We're like an underdog. They might start to just slip and sort of like spread out over the course of the rest of the That doesn't happen here. So it's like you know, you got to make a decision in the 12th, 13th if you're just going to hammer running back before that tier dries up. How have you uh, felt about really this, that. Pat? Do you feel it's running back heavy? Like, is it like a normal FFBC or is it chaotic? Is it? What, what no, I mean, it feels pretty normal. I mean, not I'm not really doing the best ball so much. So the quarterback stuff mixes it up. But uh, I think that mixes it up kind of in a helpful way, because the biggest issue with FFPC is the running backs go earlier than on underdog. 
and it can kind of get away from you a little bit if you push it too much. Uh, last who, year, Pat, in Pat, who PPR, are your running backs? Can you just scroll up really quick? Sorry, Ben. I just wanted yeah. to see you before just you just Rodell and McKissick, brother. He's running with them. <laughs> last year in uh, in full PPR, JD McKissick averaged eleven point six points per game. Naheem Hines averaged six point nine. A nice six point nine. Okay, but we just ignoring the, the quarterback. <laughs> uh, you, you realize that Hines' quarterback is now with McKissick. I mean, I think some of that had to do with the fact that the really good running back on his team caught the same number as balls, <laughs> and the one on JD McKissick's team did not catch as many as him. I think it's Wentz. It might be. It might just be Wentz. Wentz's or teams weren't like completely averse to throwing to running backs in Philly, though. Like that might be like yeah, average. I wanted, to, average, I wanted to, like I have foggy memory about that. Were there like Miles Sanders was like top fifteen, top twenty in in targets back to back seasons? Okay, the year before Hines had Philip Rivers was great, right? 12.0 points per game in, in PPR. J.D. McKissick, the year before, 12.1 points per game. <laughs> but the way he got those points were how you like him in best ball. It was like 20.000, 20.000, 20 points. I remember because yeah. – to defend, to defend my pick of McKissick uh, compared to Liam's pick of Khalil Herbert with the worst offensive line in the league, uh, <laughs> McKissick had Taylor Heineke last year. Not exactly the check-down artist type of quarterback that we're looking for. I think Wentz could be improvement for J.D. McKissick. He could get to 13 PPR points per game. McKissick if had McKissick five games. Browns is what is needed. I'm over, man. McKissick had five games of 16.9 or more, topped out at 22.6, and then all of his other games were 9.6 or less. Six other games, uh, he only played 11 games. If Ryan Fitzpatrick was still in Washington, I'd be in on McKissick. I think J.D. McKissick is who you want Naheem Hines to be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Come on, Chris, give us a checkmate there. (laughs) Checkmate. That is a line that I use. No one has ever found it funny, but since I used to work in chess, I used to say, as they say in the biz, checkmate. Never gotten one laugh, uh, not I'm, even a pity laugh. I'm shocked. It sounds like a very funny comment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kai, Kai, I think the, as you say in the biz thing is the part that's <laughs> as you say in the biz. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the part. If you just said checkmate, you might get a chuckle. People well, know you play chess. Guys, don't worry. I got a lot of New York friends. I go to New York every year to play in a chess tournament. I will let you know. We'll get out to the chess bar. <laughs> Yes, right. chess. Like you, you do the speed chess in the park? Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, that's I'm so nice. cool. I can confidently say I'm stronger than almost all park speed chess players. YouTube videos of like uh, speed chess in, in the park, like, you know, Grandmaster Hustles, guy who playing in the park, are incredible content. They, they, gonna, once a I'm year, gonna, they pop I'm up on be my in the chess content so streets soonish. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Eric, you, uh, you may be nervous by bringing up Dearness Johnson, who I love. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then Liam He's... going, oh, yeah, you got to take Dearness. L- Liam would have taken back. him. Liam would have taken him. <laughs> but, was, but what was his ADP on this site, Pat? Like, he was way down the list. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, like he, he goes many rounds after McKissick is the thing. Yeah, yeah. Can someone sell me on Dearness Johnson? I'm like, I, I, I've taken him a few times. Kyle, like, 20 point games out, last like, year. That's all, that's all you need. You know, like he did it. He did it when he was the guy. I mean, like, if he gets traded to the Falcons, like, we're like, oh, I'm sure that offensive line, he'll be putting up 20 points. He's not going – the brother. Falcons are not That's trading not for a running back. And he's going to, like, the Rams or the Saints if he goes anywhere. He's uh, an injury replacement. He's Tyson Williams, but good. 
Tyson Williams was good. They just didn't like his. <laughs> Tyson Williams, who can pass protect in his very first try. <laughs> do you guys think Justin Jackson affects Jamal Williams? Was do you off. know where Tyson Williams plays now? I don't. Is he on a team? <laughs> He's on the Colts. Nuking me, yeah, baby. He's back. He's as, back. You don't need to pass said, protect for Ryan. It's gonna Naheem be Hines. a Tyson Duh. Williams, uh, Philip Lindsay backfield of Jonah Taylor. <laughs> that was the answer to the earlier question. What happens, Tyson Williams again? All right, okay. now I figured it out. As August they say 1st. in the biz, Liam, that's checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, okay, no, you, you can't reach for that, Ben. You just gotta let it come naturally. I, I, it. I would never take Julio in the tenth or eleventh, but in the fifteenth. Feels appropriate, us. Hell yeah, brother. Wow, dude. Like, I think Julio could be the. not think that Julio could play just like the Gronk um, <clears throat> role. Yeah, dude, you're going against teams that drafted him in the last round. The thing about not Julio, in not in this. <laughs> the, thing, <laughs> the thing about Julio is people are chasing Julio steam when you're drafting a wide receiver that's going to basically play tight end. Yeah, he's yeah, the okay. Gronk. He's the Gronk replacement, and you're you have to play him. You, at, you know, at wide tight ends. Tom Brady's generally pretty good, right? At, are 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 they? Cam Brate wasn't very good. Rob Gronkowski yeah, has been good. <laughs> uh, Julio, so are, is, is, is your, is your argument that uh, that Julio Jones is closer at this point in his career to Cam Brate than he is to Gronk? Uh, great, uh, great. <laughs> I don't know how to operate Streamyard, as it turns out. I was trying Sorry. to get Eric up there. What, whatever that was. Was Eric was trying to argue Julio at 15? I just want to see Eric. I just want to see Eric's tilt in full screen. And I couldn't figure out how to do it. <laughs> ben, how do you feel about Mark Ingram? Darius Johnson's coming. For I think he's job. good for Jesus. a points format. <laughs> like I take him on drafters, but never on underdog. I liked Liam's team when I showed up here, and it is just really—it's gone <laughs> to shit. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a strong take uh, on Ingram, honestly. I mean, I think he could be fine. He could get you some points. Like he was good last year, still. Yeah, I mean, like they give any scrub lord behind Alvin Kamara when he's hurt, like the Alvin Kamara plus role. Marking him's not good, but like I don't care if he's good or yeah. not. He's he'll like he'll has Again, a strong I shot would at never two take games. Him for a playoff format, but for cumulative why wouldn't you take him for a playoff format? What if Alvin Kamara gets hurt in week fifteen? Like that's the argument that you make for because he's old. Like. Flat yeah. out, if you're old and you play running back, not taking you for playoff formats. Sure, but like, if Alvin Kamara gets hurt in week 15, you're getting 20 carries and, and five. Mark Ingram could be retired by then. Yeah, he might like, be. He may have turned to dust by that point. It's a fair point. But like, like he, he, why would he turn you know, to you dust? You saw that like, Avengers movie. Thanos snapped him away. It's not like they're giving him 20 <laughs> carries every week until then. Like he's getting nine carries, two targets yeah, a game until then. Nine when he gets his. You know, 105th carry of the week of the year. And he's like, hey, coach, this ain't 2015 no more. I mean, part of the actual problem is that the old players get outperformed by the young the young players as the season yeah, goes on. Who's the young player behind Mark Ingram? They signed Abram Smith is better Abram than Mark Ingram. Johnson, I'll tell you that. <laughs> is or Abram Smith not in player pools? Yeah, he's not. But that's usually a good sign for a player being better than the veteran is not being recognizable enough for a a database to put him in. James Robinson wasn't in the underdog player pool as a rookie, so under underdog has been DK. It's 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 taking him all the time. I remember. Oh my God, they have Malcolm Brown. I didn't know that. They still have Tony Jones. No, I mean the same. Who did he sign with the Saints? The Saints. Oh yeah, he signed with the Saints. He's coming for Mark Ingram's shop. Oh fuck, Mark Ingram's (laughs) shop. What a. I forgot about the Brown signing. 
I knew they we should have signed. signed Justin Jackson. They should have signed Justin Jackson. Justin yes, Jackson's they should. Like, isn't that not the perfect like? Yeah, I don't know why they did. Alvin, I mean, but Alvin got pushed back on his date, so. Yeah, he's gonna get suspended for like week ten I'm to so week. I'm convinced that Alvin and the dude are just trying to settle on the right amount of money to not release the video. That's what's happening. They're going back and forth. Hey, I'll give you 25k. No, I want. One mil. It's worth more. Okay, yeah. I'll give you thirty-five k. No, <laughs> yeah. I want five hundred k. You know, like this. This video will ruin you. Come on, like it wasn't that big a deal. Like that's what's going on right now. That's six consecutive running backs. The sixteenth round. Very exciting stuff. <laughs> How many wideouts you got, Pat? I believe I'm at two Miami Dolphins in there. Six. <laughs> Pat, was Sony, was Sony your preference, or what did one of your guys get How big taken a gap there? do you guys view? Deontay Foreman got taken. Most hurt. I'm at six running backs now. What was that, Liam? How big a gap do you view Mostert versus Michelle? I, I view them like I – was. is it going to surprise me if it's either of, the, of those dudes? No. That's how I view them. That's how I'm at, yeah. Yeah, I'm like Mostert over Michelle, but it's not the same as as Chase Edmonds over Mostert. I I, I mean, like fifty. I don't think it's fifty fifty that you'd go Mostert over Michelle. I, I believe Mostert is making more money. Obviously, he has experience in the scheme, playing with uh, Mike McDaniel in San Francisco. But like that makes it less than sixty forty, but more than fifty fifty. Maybe it's like fifty five forty five. Maybe it's a little more. Mostert's. The thing is, Mostert's good though, and Sony Michelle is not. Mostert for Mostert the Mostert was very good. Uh, Michelle was very good last year. Like Michelle yeah, was pretty good last year. Michelle almost won people BBM too. You know, like maybe he's not the best on. player in the world. Go on, <laughs> but uh, you know he was he was out there. Um, I have a question. I'm forgetting. I, I forgot that the Mostert knee injury was because he shipped cartilage off his knee that's like a major concern i mean for that's literally like turning that. to dust like if we want to go back to i mean like his, his bone turned to dust you can't get Actually, cartilage back like they did a procedure i don't know what the procedure was probably clean i don't know what the, obviously i have no they idea what put it was, cement in there like they didn't put more cartilage on there yeah you can't get more cartilage once it's gone so that's that's a concern. Look, I know a, a guy who can get you plenty of cartilage. You ask how much <laughs> you, you want. <laughs> Look, man, text me. I'll get you the cartilage, all right? <laughs> <laughs> the Dolphins could be good. Do Okay, Let that, here's my question. Pretend that um, compare – Predict predict the 2022 Dolphins versus the 2021 49ers. How much passing versus running do the Dolphins do versus uh, last year's 49ers? Ben, Ben's done the projections. I did my better. projections, and I think I wrote that I had absolutely no faith in the answer to that question because the scheme would dictate, you know, pretty run heavy. But the talent on the roster dictates – you know, more I, I wrote pass rate is tough. San Francisco historically run heavy. This roster is aligned to pass. Set pace around expected league average because we don't really know. I think I set the pass rate around league average because I, I didn't I didn't know. How many yeah, wins do you think the Dolphins are gonna to, get then? What's your gut? What's your gut though? My gut is that they're gonna pass a decent amount. I think McDaniel's like sharp and will 
I mean, I, I just like listening to him talk and stuff. He seems like he knows what he's doing. And so I, I think he's going to design extended run plays for, you know, Tyreek and Waddle and stuff. So they're going to go down his passes, but they're going to be the short stuff yeah. designed to get the players in space. I think he's going to do it with both of them, but probably more with Tyreek. Um, you know, sort of the Debo role that we're talking about, like constantly with every player. 100%. And, you know, I think early on, I was like, man, I don't know about the Dolphins, but like lately I've been like, the Dolphins could win 12 games. I think their defense is very, like their secondary is amazing and their defense is good. And if like whatever, five yard passes to Tyreek and Waddle can just score slash deep bomb slash running it, whatever, they could push a good team out and they could, they could explode, but they could also be, what are they, like they what's their floor? An eight win team, a seven win team? Uh, like, no, their floor is not an eight win team. That's like the median. They're, I think they're lined at like nine and a half. One and a half is not the the floor of a nine and a half team, you know? I think I mean, the floor with, is like a three without or four. injuries. What's their no. what's their floor if everyone's healthy? No, the floor for everyone healthy is like four or five wins. Two could just be bad. And especially because he, I don't think he fits particularly well with what Mike McDaniel and the Shanahan scheme has done. Tua has done. His best, I don't want to say he's done well, but the things he does best is he throws really well in RPOs and play action on short stuff. And the Shanahan scheme actually has not done a lot of that in recent years. They have not thrown, they've thrown RPOs at way below league average. They've thrown play action at below league average. They don't do the things, they do things well, but it's not the things Tua does well. I think Tua is limited. But they do variations of that. The the McDaniel and San Fran scheme... I, I'm surprised they throw play action below the average. That was that's an interesting. It's slightly below. It's not like you know, yeah. talking point. It's like two percent below last year. Yeah. Yeah, but they do a lot of motion. They do a, and they do a lot of misdirection and short passing, which is not mm-hmm. much different than like RPO or play action passing. Like some of it maybe not classified as a as an RPO or a play action, but I would think that like especially the A dot element, like Tua's A dot's very low and kind of fits in with the general San Francisco quarterback A dots over the last several years. And his his game is accuracy, right? There's, I mean, the, obviously right. everyone knows. Are the you comfortably the, the feeling the two in the division versus the versus like the Patriots or or the, like the potential Jets? I don't think definitely. Yeah, I, I don't think you could take them over the Pats. Yeah, I, I had the opposite take of Kyle. I, I think Tua is actually a good fit for like I think McDaniel. I thought the right so. I thought so too. He's like a Jimmy Tua, type. Like I think Tua yeah, Tyreek Tyre- Waddle and Edmonds. I thought Upside was a, Jimmy, was a right? really good. I thought that's a really good mm-hmm. fit of archetypes. I love and Mc, with with, with, with Tua with might still suck. Like he's yeah, still, of course. That's that's. I mean, I don't think that part of the takes wrong at all. But the skill sets, I kind of felt like with McDaniel's as the run after catch play caller with tie with two of the best run after catch wide receivers and a really good run after catch running back and Tua, I felt like that was a pretty good fit. I don't think, I actually think everyone else on the offense would be a, a pretty good fit. I mean, some of them like literally handpicked by the team, like Tyreek and Raheem Mostert uh, and even Chase Edmonds who joined the team last year. Like I do think like Tua, not just short passes, but like the ability to move out of the pocket, get like linebackers and like shallow corners stale in their movement. Like I think hitting those in quick timing stuff is what he does well. And I don't think you get that just from short throws. Like I think I, there is some element of the RPO or the play action that causes Tua to get windows that he wants to throw into. Uh, like this is a very novice film take. I don't, I'm not strongly confident. I still take some of their players sometimes, but I do think it is more than just like Tua equals short throws. Good. Like I do think there's some element of like specifically RPOs and he was really good at RPOs in college too. It was, like, I was just going to say that. That's what they did. That's what they did. 
it was a very specific strong point of his, of his game in college was RPOs, not just short throws, but RPOs. And that is something that the offense, which, you know, it wasn't great in recent years, but something they did at the highest rate in the league by a wide margin. And they also threw a little bit farther than most teams on RPOs because that was how you move the ball. If you have to play your entire offense as RPOs, you have to move it a little farther. That's something they did in recent years that the Shanahan teams, they do not do RPOs very much at all. So I do agree, like there are some elements of this game that might translate well to Shanahan, but like it's so specific to how this RPO would play action. Yeah, it's so specific how RPO and play action to some extent have benefited him. And I don't know if it is, maybe it is just a short throw. Like there's obviously an overlap of RPO and short throw that is so hard to disentangle. Like RPOs are short throws. Okay, but is a jet motion fake classified as an RPO? Because I would imagine it would have the same sort of effect on linebacker. No, I think I the I fact we're getting still in the nitty gritty like talks to the fact that the Dolphins have huge upside. Because right? like, the, the, uh, it's it really low floors. Yeah, the essential yeah, essential to your point there though seems to be that the Niners don't create the same type of linebacker movement, but I don't know if I accept that part of the hypothesis because they do all that motion stuff, and that was what Jimmy G did a lot was throwing into tight windows, quick slants and stuff. I mean, to me, what watching those offenses, I mean, is it not having the same sort of effect on the linebackers? And I'm on RPOs? team Jimmy G is bad. I, like, yeah, two we- has got to be an upgrade. No, to, to your to your point, uh, we are slowly pushing our way out of my depth of like understanding the difference between okay. uh, like how pre-snap motion versus an RPO would affect to his ability Those to hit these windows. windows. Yes, Got exactly. It. Like I can understand what the data shows in very minute specific differences. But those do sound like they would have similar effects on yeah. the defense. And uh, I, I'm not sure exactly. Because the other thing I was going to say is if that's not the case, like you would think McDaniel would know this about two and would try to implement some RPO. I mean, like, I, it's yeah, that's also true. Of, yeah. I also think the fact that he immediately signed a running back he had already coached and a fullback, which the team did not have previously, yeah. tells me that he's signed. Uh, they Alec signed Ingold from the Raiders. Alec Ingold, yeah. Alec Ingold's a good fullback. But he the is. fact that he. He signed a running back. Uh, The presence of the fullback matters. I I agree with that. But the fact that they signed a fullback, which the team I don't believe employed last year, and they signed a running back that he had previously had, and they traded for a wide receiver who Tyreek isn't Debo, but like, I don't know if you had to pick one who kind of looked like Debo. Sure, you can throw that in there. (laughs) The fact that he's doing all of the things that make them look like 49ers tells me he is going to try and make them 49ers. And even I think, as you yeah. the receiver they drafted in the fourth round, like if you watch that guy's tape, he looks exactly like Brandon. Ayuk. Like, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw that up, throw that out there. But Let yeah, I, I think they're trying live. to be 49ers East for sure. Yeah. Now, like to your point though, I totally think there is a world in which like uh pre-snap motion, jet sweep, uh, you know, play fake type of stuff accomplishes the same effect effect as, as RPO. Do, do I know yeah. that? No, I can't say I do. Yeah. Yeah. Because RPO is kinda... like, Creating those pass windows we're talking about, like that's how I would describe San Francisco's deception and their movement is to create easy throwing mm-hmm. windows. Yeah, yak ability, right? They've they dominated in yards after the catch. Obviously, those are easier throws. The guys are just largely uncovered sometimes, um, and they're shorter throws. But they're like not just you know like Kittle led the NFL in yak a few years ago. Was, like, I the think first they tight end in, like a decade. From what I've read, they do a really good job of like sequencing their plays or kind of like they'll show one look early in the game and then they'll run like a, a slightly different look that looks mm-hmm. the same for much of the play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they'll run like different plays at, or the same play at a different formation. McVay does that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's part of um, 
uh, San Francisco does this too really well. The Rams are the best at it. Why, why can McVay exploit those mismatches is because, I mean, there was a long running bit, right, of he just ran 10 personnel. They kept the same personnel on the field at all times. They ran all their plays through. The, this was a couple of years. This was the Super Bowl, the golf years. They were semi the same last year, but a little bit different. But like, if you can come out in the same personnel grouping and then move people around, and what yeah. San Francisco does even better than McVeigh does is what Ben was saying: orbit motion, jet motion, all that different stuff. That has generally the same impact you just need to move people's feet on the defense right that how does jimmy g hit a goddamn wide open receiver on the backside every single time well it's because somebody moved this way and the linebacker slid this way to that's sort of that. what i'm thinking like I, I i loved everything you added kyle but and not really but but i, I agree <laughs> with your comment that that to uh throw short doesn't just you know and and that's gonna fit doesn't just like translate that quickly but i do think specifically what you're saying he does well would seem to fit san francisco's short passing off like that i feel like they're like the best in the league at that at creating these throwing windows artificially which is the point of rpos it's different though maybe it won't have the same effect i mean maybe it really it's like is the same stupid. goal but a different way to accomplish right. it and does and that it, middle part of the, yeah. the means getting to the ends does that affect the outcome i don't know i truly don't know yeah it kind of goes back to what liam chipped in as like it might just be a really wide distribution of outcomes. Because yeah. I also really did like Tua coming out of college. I've kind of flipped my narrative on that. I, I don't think he's shown a ton in the NFL. But, like, if he is as talented as he was in college and the offense does match, you know, the, the goal, right? It doesn't matter the means. If the goal ends up being the same, it's definitely a high ceiling. And that's why I haven't gone, like, completely out on them. I think they're one of the teams where if I draft one of the receivers, I am so much more likely to get the quarterback than almost yeah. any other team. They, they are, I think they're more correlated in their overall 17-game outcome than most teams, maybe not all, but most. I like that. One one I mean, question I, before we move on from that, I wanted to ask you guys about Gasecki. What mm -hmm. do you guys, so there's some very negative camp reports on Gasecki, both from uh, not doing anything and also being asked to block more, and he literally didn't block. I don't want him block. at cost, but last year, want... well, yeah, what are you guys doing with him? I mean, he was on my team that won, so of course I'm going to have some. <laughs> and, well, and yeah, that's an big freak, right? Like, Oh yeah. my god, you set him up good there. The I, addition I of Alec Ingold is like a legit problem for Gesicki because because they got Cedric Wilson too. Well, and they I got actually, Cedric Wilson. So now you have Gesicki or Wilson coming off the field. I actually wrote a really interesting article uh by Ted Wynn on the Athletic where he's, he's talking about he was kind of going through sorry. So, sorry, but I'm just talking about my draft. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing at the bottom, or I wanted some wide receivers, and it's just... everyone like that you would want in this range is injured now. And uh, look at Liam freaking out in round nineteen with Presbers Joe. Quez Watkins, baby. <laughs> oh, did you really take Quez? God damn it! I had him what? lined up in my twentieth round, and that was hurt. Yeah. Come on, man! All right, now I've got to figure out what I'm going to do. After this Dolphins question, I want to ask you guys if if a player is going to copycat Debo or Cooper Cup this year, who it could be. Because right, we rarely have finish, this meeting of the minds. Let me finish the Gasicki point because I do think it's interesting. There was the, – the article was talking about how they obviously use the tight end to block a lot more because Gasicki, like, oh, never blocks forward. the big slot. But Well, I got to get a refill then if Pat's getting a refill. All right, deal. <laughs> but they also – that's not refilling. He's just pouring into a mug. <laughs> they double team their edge. Uh, they double team edge um, rushers quite a bit with the fullback. 
So the point that was made in the article is actually the way they do it, like they basically they'll double team a guy. And then based on the way the guy moves, like if he moves towards the fullback, he's now responsible and the tight end moves up for a second level block. Otherwise the fullback does. But the idea was like maybe these frequent double teams that they're doing will actually help Kasiki because you don't maybe have to be the best blocker to do that. So the bar might be a little bit lower on some plays okay. for Gasicki. So it was kind of like a little bit of a kind of, I don't know, double-edged sword. That's yeah, I end up taking Gasecki just because, like, uh, it's really just, like, the history of production and players who have produced in the past tend to Pat, can you scroll future. up to where Gasecki went in the draft so we can look at it? Yeah. But he is someone that I, I probably have, my, my average selection of him, of, I would have to imagine, is below ADP. The yeah, guy, I, I prefer everyone else in that range, kind of. I do too. I'm not really drafting him. I think he's, Did but he... I don't really like Fryermuth. Uh, I don't he's like so Smith athletic, very much. Like... He went after Cole Komet, and the Bears are probably one of the worst teams in the NFL. Where like I don't know if I love the fit between Tua and McDaniel and the way the offense is going to work, but like I know the Bears are playing as if they're. Seeing he's one of the Justin most Smith. athletic freaks at the tight end position. Like, who is that? Only gets you so it's far. Though. You still got to oh, be yeah, good yeah, yeah, at football. Yeah. Um. Got you no, far this is a tough one for me. I don't know what to do here. You you snipe me on Quez, dude. So what do you need? Really what, are your, what are your needs? Uh, I probably need one more receiver. I have eight receivers. Probably just take Jalen Hurts backup. You know, take Double Randall Cobb. Does anyone take Randall Cobb? Yeah. Oh man, you got sniped on. I'm Randall trying Cobb. to decide here. Ben Gretch. If a player is gonna be Debo and or. Uh, Honestly, I think that clip was appropriate because LaVisca has been talked about like he's Debo for the Jaguars. Yeah. Those are some gross players. I just like answered that. your question, Liam. Imagine being slow and bad at receiver, but otherwise very similar players. Very. <laughs> um, yeah, but. He comes on the show and despairs LaVisca should who do we think? Who do we think could be, if, the, if NFL is just being, hey, look at the roles these guys played, we could do that too. You know, like Stefan Diggs could be Cooper Cupped, in my opinion. Um, throw him in the slot, like probably not. But... The, the argument I made early in the offseason was Lamb because a big part of Cup's breakout was he wasn't running full set of routes yet. Lamb looks very likely to finally run 100% routes. He has room to gain targets front run. He's been efficient after gaining targets. Anyone cheap? Yeah, I mean, so I. I've said it about Deontay Johnson, who earns a ton of targets, if, if the switching QB actually makes him more efficient because he's been so bad at yards per target, and maybe that has to do with Ben. I don't know. Can but, a Cooper Cup produce on an offense that is not Rams quality? Like Probably not. I, no, but you don't need... There's not going to be another Cooper Cup. Like, yeah, you don't need Deontay Johnson to be Cooper Cup. You don't need 1,800 yards and 15 touchdowns. You need 1,200, 1,300, and 10 touchdowns for him to be a jam at his ADP. And I like that because, like, yeah, you know, it turns out the guys who get a lot of targets, uh, especially when he has decent competition, like having Chase Claypool and Juju for a few games, 
a rookie, Pat Fryermuth, who surprised Najee Harris, who's a good pass catching back. Turns out getting targets over all of those guys, like dominating them for targets, is probably a good thing. I can't say for sure that he will ever be a massively efficient player, but like Ben Roethlisberger was garbage for like three, you know, the past three years. Do I think Kenny Pickett or, or Mitch Trubisky can be better than them? I don't know, but do I think it's possible. Certainly. Do I think the guy who could absolutely bury his teammates and targets should be a value if his offense gets better? Yeah. I actually like the Deontay call just based on guys who get yeah. a lot of targets are generally good players and the offense should get better. I can't guarantee it will, but I'd like to think I've it got, should. I've got one who's I'm, I'm not drafting him partly because I've, I felt like I can get him in the later window when I, you know, I'm kind of like drafting with more information and I'm not taking kind of more uncertain guys. But it does scare me to be really underweight on Brandon Cooks because mm-hmm. what if the offense gets better and he earns targets? He had 1.96 yards per hour on last year. He's got 2.01 over the last two seasons. Like he's a good player. His offense might get better and he's a target dominator. And there's like, I know Nico Collins is getting a little steam right now. John Mechie's not going to be playing for them now. But, like, Nico's kind of a downfield field stretcher. I, I'm not really a believer in, in terms of his target earning ability. So he's a guy, like, probably in the, the second half of the barbell stuff that I want to be making sure. Do you sure like DK Metcalf or Brandon Cook? The field. I mean, DK Metcalf yeah. is a way better player. So I've been drafting Metcalf without thinking about it. But, um, I mean, the quarterback, he's getting a quarterback downgrade, and Cook's getting the same quarterback who's going into a second season, and he was okay as a rookie. Cooks was way above his career high in targets per run last year. Yeah, I, I don't Mills know. I'm not really seeing it with him. What's that? Brandon Cooks was not. Mills was feeding. I expected yeah. for Cooper. Like I'm talking more, I guess, role versus like production. Yeah. Like so, the like role, for, the Debo role guy, you know the answer to, right? Like it's the most obvious guy. Do not say Lavisca to my face. No, right it's now. it's Rondo Moore. Oh God, that's. That I mean, I'm not saying me. he's going to be, but if you want to know. Listen the Duke to these can stats. squat like 450. 2020, Debo Samuel had a 2.2 ADOT. The weight 25% targets right. per out run at a 2.2 ADOT. Last year, Rondell Moore had a 1.2 ADOT, 24% targets per out run. He wasn't as efficient, like his yards per target, as big. he wasn't creating big plays. Basically had the same role Debo did in 2020, the year before Debo's breakout, and everyone was like, Debo doesn't get downfield stuff. That's what they're talking about this time last year. Rondo gets yeah, the downfield it, stuff, and he's as good as he was in college. He's if he's Steve Smith. Like ben, do you know that uh, Cliff Kingsbury is his coach? <clears throat> yeah, See, I would say Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Check in me. <laughs> I would say Tony. What do you think, T- Kadarius Tony? Yes, one of like that one. The Debo of that team. You know who he could be? Actually, he could be Deontay. He could be Deontay mm-hmm. two years like ago. this weird. He's he is such a weird player. Slot Tony. player who I, plays twenty percent of his snaps from the slot he's not, somehow. He's not a slot player. He's, not, he's yeah. gonna play. He's, he's gonna, gonna play, play the outside. Yeah. But yeah, no, like you're like, oh, Kadarius he's a Tony's slot the player, best and then you're like on the seven snap. player. Yeah, you, sorry, sorry, Kyle. No, yeah, like, Tony is the best seven on seven player in the league. Yeah, sorry, Kyle, like, I'm gonna cut you off again. Real yeah, quick. sorry, Kyle, but <laughs> no, you're not gonna talk. Yeah, but I don't mean to say he plays the snap from the slot. My hit for the for this show. That needs to be clear. Make the point. I don't, sorry, don't, Kyle. Don't, sorry don't, for what's Kyle. happened to you and what will happen again. <laughs> yeah. I have ADHD, Kyle, so I'm going to bring up Urban Meyer's song hit. <laughs> Wait, when did Urban Meyer? What is Urban Meyer was on a boat. Hold on. Anyway, Kyle, stop like, talking. Waving uh, like, <laughs> an interview, 
and his no. friend comes on the please. is like please no, let Kyle, I, I actually want to hear what Kyle was saying. I <laughs> no, 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 I was just trying to make myself not look bad because I was saying like I don't mean I was trying to correct myself and that I don't mean he's uh you know Deontay Johnson slot player as in Deontay Johnson plays the slot. You look at the types of routes he run and you look at his ADOT and you're like, oh, he must have played hundred percent of snaps on the slot. And then it turns out like, oh, it's like 15%. And that's what Kadarius Tony is, but in the sense of like, yeah, of course you want to get your guys out in space, especially if they are just like complete untackleable players like Kadarius Tony <laughs> out versus some other corner, and that's the only guy he has to beat. Terry I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Burks makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Paul, Burks makes a lot of sense. Paul but says probably. there's not another Debo. And and to be clear, like he's absolutely right. He's this right. is one 100%. of the biggest issues with I mean, and you guys all agree with yeah, this. You're right. The biggest yeah, issues yeah. with comps is like the little things that made Debo great are things that any of these guys, even if Rondo Moore is a hit, he's not gonna have uh I think Debo had three sixty-five yard receptions. He was one of or maybe only had two, but he was one yeah, of five guys who had multiple sixty five yard plays. And then also all the big rushing long rushing TDs like no one else is going to do that. No one else is that good with the ball in their hands, and even Debo won't back that up. Uh, Cooper Cup went to 30% targets per round run and increased his yards per target and increased his touchdown rate and increased his routes all in the same fucking season. Just like every <laughs> every fucking stat went, it went bananas. Like no one else is going to do that. Both Cup and Debo were hyper-efficient leading up to those breakouts. So yes, I do that's think sort of what yep. we're talking about. Yeah, yes. like who can it's, break yeah. out? It's not the actual really thing. Like yeah, it's not yeah. like oh Debo, he's getting handoffs and he's doing this. It's that right. like general mid to late round guy for Debo Cup, maybe a little earlier. That was this efficient guy that is now gonna do everything that literally everything. I think I think, like I think, I think I some think teams will look at really Debo good. and be like, look, I can give a guy passes behind the line of scrimmage and he can win with power and he can rush the ball too. Like I think some teams will try. To roughly do that. I've got one that I think I, I, I've i got three votes. I've got, you know, 60% of this chat right here <laughs> on board with for sure. DJ Moore. DJ Moore has been oh, yeah. like one of the best targets. But CMC is on the team. And is he not Debo? Like, but Wait, just who, wins with who? agility? CMC. CM, well, D, DJ Moore would be Cooper Cup, right? Yeah, he's more, more of a, a Like a hybrid, makes like a hybrid kind world of. if CMC is not on that team to me. And the problem is like shut the but, fuck but up Rob and Kyle make his point. <laughs> I've been pretty quiet. <laughs> I'm pretty quiet. <laughs> I'm just saying the uh, like when you look at players who on a per route run basis or relative to the teammates they have and are able to garner targets. I mean, it's DJ Moore and it's the other elite receivers who produce like elite receivers and DJ Moore produces like an elite receiver except for touchdowns. And that's the reason you don't find him as the number seven fantasy receiver. Right. But in terms of players who are absolutely dominant relative to their peers in production, he is absolutely elite. And as much as I love like like CMC, I'm not really concerned about one pass catching running back taking targets from him when like. Robbie Anderson and Terrace Marshall, who couldn't even take the field last year, and when he did, was targeted at such an incredibly low rate. And Ian Thomas, who spends 200 snaps blocking, and the 201st snap gets a target, and he doesn't catch it. Like, there is no competition for targets. It's like saying, how could Cooper Cup catch passes when they have Daryl Henderson catching passes? Like, there is so little competition for targets 
even if you include CMC for DJ Moore, who is an absolutely elite player, age-adjusted production, that I think in terms of making that leap of being super efficient throughout his career on a number of metrics, but then finally putting it together from a wide receiver 14 season to a wide receiver one or two season, like DJ Moore seems like just a slam dunk pick to make that jump. Because I don't care. Like the rushing is never going to happen. We're never going to get another guy who rushes. What are like Debo rushing? I don't know, 70, 50 times, whatever, and scored like seven touchdowns. That's dumb. (laughs) We're not trying to predict that. We're trying to predict guys. The Robbie Anderson, sir, per clip, right? No. What is it? What? Robbie Anderson, forever my guy. He's he his uh he's looking at the Panthers um mascot and he's like, Sir Purr, that's really our mascot. You you gotta look that that's up. That's the mascot's name, Sir Purr. Well, he, he likes Sir Purr more than Baker Mayfield, which is a <laughs> yeah. major concern now that Baker Mayfield's his quarterback. Having a blood feud with your new quarterback. Pat, I'm DMing you this. I don't know if it's appropriate, okay. but this is this really is good DJ Moore take, though, Kyle. I'm glad yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I'm glad we let you talk. <laughs> I love to say, honestly, talk. guys, honestly, I'm glad we let me talk. Emerge, if there's a CMC type producer on his team, to me, no. Like, you need to find a team no, you, that does not have the, the target competition in the backfield. As good as CMC is, if DJ Moore is a superstar, which I think he is, and Baker knows that, then it's not going to matter. The wide receiver DJ Moore could be team. Cooper Cup, but he's not going to win like Debo. Dude, no, I, no he could be way more up. fantasy yeah. points than Debo. We don't want yeah, to find doesn't have to be Debo. Debo. The next Debo doesn't exist. Dude, you are not finding a wide receiver who scores seven <laughs> rushing touchdowns. That is not a thing. It has never happened previously. It will <laughs> not happen exactly again. What I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is a team that throws the ball to their wide receiver, like really short in the, you know, like two yeah. yards or in the backfield. And has the I think we're going to see that from Tyreek Hill a lot this year, honestly. Yeah, yep. I was gonna, I, I was gonna Waddle. say, Waddle. wide receivers that can win with power because I consider Debo a guy who wins with power, a guy who runs through an arm tackle. This is more the there- uh, the cup answer, but we got a juju. Yeah, uh, I, I, I was this. gonna, I was gonna piggyback that not with juju, but just like, well, two two situations, which uh, Pat, I'm I'm playing to the host that uh. The Broncos and the Chiefs. I don't have a specific guy like on either of the teams. Sky but or Juju, yeah. You have Sky, Juju, and MVS probably doesn't have that in his range, but Judy and Sutton absolutely have that in their range. And it's it's the only reason they it's the same thing as Cup. Literally the same thing as Cup last year. Why do why do they not go higher? Because we don't know which guy yep. it is. Yep. And so last year it was Cup, not Woods. And this year yeah. it could be Sutton and not Judy, or it could be Sky and not Juju, or vice yep. versa. Sky wearing twenty four though is pretty sus, right? Like I, I'm, I'm not in on this. <laughs> it's Griffey's number. Can you? I, mean, I do, I do like the discount you're getting on Sky. I literally, my dog is named Griffey, so yes, I'm not gonna disparage someone. Are you saying Ken the, Griffey, the baseball 24. player? Yeah. Yeah. How many course. touchdowns did he catch? At all in his career, he had a I, lot of fucking home runs. Kyle, Kyle. Are, are you a little <laughs> younger? Was this before your time? Are we talking? One hundred percent. I, I, I've never seen it. Let's get off no, the baseball chat. Wow, <laughs> wow. All right. I only know Ken Griffey had a dad who was good at baseball, and Ken Griffey was a son who was good. Oh, at baseball. Did Ken Griffey play oh, with his You only know that because his name's Ken Griffey Jr. Kyle. Yeah, exactly. When your name is Junior, you have a senior ahead of you, is from my understanding of the situation. Jesus Christ. Hey, before we wrap up, can I actually ask about your Bronco, you guys' Broncos opinion? There's like a little bit of like kind of Judy FUD going on and a lot of like Sutton love, basically. And I was just curious what you guys were kind of doing with the whole, you know, Hamler is activated now. What are you guys thinking about the Broncos, generally speaking? 
I mentioned earlier on the pod, I talked to James Palmer today on a good football show, and he said he thinks that Judy is the number three wide receiver wow. that Tim Patrick will play ahead so of him. So only Not just, three in two wide sets? He thinks Patrick's Patrick is, the guy. Yeah. And is this a person sets. you feel remove your association as someone that just, you know, you were you were so happy they came on your channel, but is this a person <laughs> you feel He's has a good nailed team. predictions He's, in the past of the team? I, I think – he is dialed in, and he's not the only one saying this. So it's not ideal for Judy. I will say, didn't uh, who was on the team that Jerry Judy led the team in receiving yards with? Wasn't it like Jalen Waddle, Henry Ruggs, and one of and the other? Devonta Smith. 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 Uh, yeah. And to tell me that that guy is going to see fewer targets or fewer reps than Tim Patrick. Than Tim Patrick, who I think is a very fine player. Tim Patrick, very good. You mean the he forty makes million dollar man, Tim Patrick. Uh, to me, saying that Jerry Judy will see they fewer targets than Tim Patrick, a $2 million dollar man, or whatever they did back in the eighties. So I don't. Tim, Tim Patrick's career high in four seasons targets per run seventeen point one percent. Jerry Judy's career low in two seasons twenty one point three percent, more than four <laughs> percent. But the thing is, do you want more targets when you run routes or I less targets? I'm not. Typically want more, I think. And <laughs> to me, I'm not saying this because I am just a hundred percent confident that Jerry Judy is going to go out and smash, but like. To some extent, I do think we have ability to prognosticate talent and talent should predict production. And I get that those are fuzzy bands, right? But I, I think the difference between Jerry Judy's talent and Tim Patrick's talent is such a wide differential that I think it's a risk that he doesn't play in two wide sets. But is it a risk that I'm like, I can't take him at ADP? No, it's not even close to that. I take the the way I make that actionable is it makes me more comfortable to take Sun. If there's anything yeah, weird going yeah, on with sure. Judy and Sutton's going to be out there running around with Patrick, then I want fucking Sutton. Wasn't Sutton a bit down once Judy returned to the lineup last year? Uh, yeah, he got buried. He had a horrible yeah. target share. When yeah, not Judy that was really Judy was about awesome. Teddy Bridgewater. Judy was awesome. But yeah, Pat, Judy, I believe Judy led the team in targets in all the games that they had. Before we uh, get out of here. What's that? Look at the teams? Yeah, we'll look at the teams. Um, not important. Do, the show isn't about that. We'll pull yeah. up. Um, <laughs> about Broncos takes <laughs> I do I mean I think Patrick at his like 10 11 like price Patrick, tag is, is interesting I mean, kind of uh, yeah that, so to piggyback on that I'm a little upset with my Judy bags <laughs> but like are you doing there. anything with if, if Tim Patrick is gonna play in you know 90% of snaps I know we're not like excited about him but best ball specifically right if you're drafting yeah, the main yeah. event or whatever you probably don't want him but if you're drafting best ball and he's going to play every snap on the Broncos I know we've been big. saying he's, he's overpriced he could block a lot but still like he's going to be out there you know my, he's my... probably going to score fucking fantasy points no matter <laughs> yeah. how much we hate him <laughs> Yeah, yeah per, I, I, I think this is Davis like Maddox tweet, but in the past two years, he has both seasons led the team in fantasy points per game. And two, I think Pat, you even kind of convinced me of this to that point. I went from a month, month and a half ago, like, Oh, Judy's a slam dunk at, at ADP. You take him hundred percent of the time to, I like Judy, but I have to get more comfortable taking Sutton who by no accounts will ever leave. Well, let's, let's talk about that wide receiver range real quick. So Judy versus the Sutton, the Sutton Judy versus Sutton. no I, after Sutton is the market agrees. It's, it's really like five, Judy yeah, versus four, Juju, Judy versus Brandon Cooks, Judy versus DK Metcalf, Judy versus Amon Ross St. Brown, Judy versus Chris Godwin. That's the range he goes in. 
I, I take like him in that range. I'm still taking him in that range, but I, I'm starting I take him to too think. in that range. Like I, I yeah. had not been taking him when it was like Judy versus Gabe Davis, Judy versus Marquise Brown, Judy versus, uh, you know, Sutton. But now it's like, you know, the case is thin for the rest of the gang too. Yeah. Yep. Tim Patrick yep. led the team with 9.8 points per game last year. He was 59th Jesus. among wide receivers. Like that's not a stat. That's a stat that just says that Sutton sucked down the stretch and Judy got hurt <laughs> and was playing hurt. Yeah. No, I agree with you, Ben. Like, it's like a stat to kind of ignore. Like, I remember the but it's stretch. a new quarterback, and we're not sure who the number but one like, is. But like, who, no been who awesome has yet. a ceiling? There has been a steady drum though that Russell loves his big wide receivers outside. The year Dude, before, Tyler he Lockett led the team with ten like point seven points per game. He's never even had eleven points. Yeah, but the per quarterbacks game. have sucked. He's we're making excuses for everyone else. He's no, not no, everyone else in the offense. I think Tim Patrick's going to score points. What I'm saying is, I've heard. I, I'm more coming at. I've seen a lot of takes that like the gap between Patrick and Judy should be narrower or Patrick's going to be better than Judy. I think that's a misreading of stats like he's led their team in points when he's led their team with 10.7 and 9.8 points per game in PPR. Like that's not a lot of points. It's more just a reflection of the fact that the quarterbacks have sucked. How do you feel about the beat not been that good? The beat guys who are like, oh, Patrick could be the two. Everyone you- thinks Patrick is really good. They were saying it last year. Uh, B- Benjamin Albright, who I like, is, had loved Tim Patrick last year. And Tim Patrick was fine last year. He averaged 10 points per game. But like that's forty million dollars or whatever he got, you know. That's about where I'm at on Patrick. Is like, is he going to be more than? And maybe he gets to 15 points per game. He's not going to be a 20 points per game player. I don't think. Yeah, I, I, very much much that, view it like I view it in spike week yeah. potential. Like you don't need yeah. him in the tenth round of best ball. You're right, Pat. I'm not. I'm not really trying to refute your point as much as like the broader conversation about like. I think Sutton and Judy belong higher, and they Me have. Too potential to be yeah. league winners in to be clear that, i do not think that yeah. patrick should be going ahead of judy judy is way more talented than patrick in my opinion yeah. i do wish i could get like some sixth round judy like when i see this stuff i want to get a little greedy with my discounts i would love to get some sixth round judy i don't know if that's ever happening though DraftKings, just go to DraftKings. DraftKings. You'll get, get anyone you everyone's in the sixth round on DraftKings. <laughs> all right go to DraftKings is always <laughs> good advice <laughs> Let, let's let's use, review the teams use promo code uh, draft and you no Liam you don't yeah, think there are no problems. Problems. no, no one has idea. a promo code even there they're like fuck you sign up you're, you're gonna, you're gonna you, use promo code wait till September second and get a bunch of tickets <laughs> yeah, like if you're gonna wait on a site I think this is honestly like actionable advice don't wait on underdog wait on DK like get your action down oh, yeah. yeah if you're doing both wait on DK. No, 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 Liam. You don't want to draft against bad players. That's what I've heard. You want to draft against the best players. No, you don't want to depend on drafting with bad players. Is yeah. what I said. Yeah. I, yeah. Depend seems say, like a strong word. Well, I mean, honestly, I think that's part of what the lure of DK is. You need to draft with the worst players, and I don't think that's something you can control for necessarily. Unless you're you can crazy. you can control for it by playing on DraftKings. They suck. <laughs> yeah, that's how you control for it. Okay, great. So you're the guy who got. Drunk. I mean. Uh, hey, let's let's review can we, the teams. Can, can can before you review the teams, I know you guys are going to say just draft Hamler, but are you drafting Hamler now for yes. that? Now that he's act, like know, you're probably drafting him before, but any is there any change with Hamler? Hey, Pat, who's no your change. 18th round pick there? I can't read it. It's, really uh, strong 18th round pick by Pat. Can I'll you zoom it. in? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Pat had a Pat had a I mean, couple he, week. He also drafted Jarvis from Landry. From so. to Corey Davis. <laughs> that was for Ben. That was for Ben, and then he stabbed me in the back. <laughs> After that, I'll, I'll give the Hamler was a good pick by him. I think. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's tell hear us it. about your team, Liam. I feel honestly pretty good. Like I honestly prefer this team was in a large field GPP, but you know you got to reach your ceiling outcome in these tournaments that are not going to change your uh, your bankroll and just absolutely bleed money in the uh, in the other contest. That's that's how you really get buried. So what about your team? Any thoughts yeah, so on? Tell us about any players. four wide receivers, <laughs> double tap one end, went a bunch of running backs, got two quarterbacks, went naked. Um, do they have names or do you think they don't have names? Naked, naked Trevor Lawrence. I mean, what do you guys want here? Come on. Are you on well, Eli you Mitchell? Know, there are Eli people Mitchell. like Kyle who only listen to the podcast. So, oh, you know, okay. For the audio group, let me run through. Let's hear about Eli, Eli Mitchell. Mark Andrews, and, AJ yeah. Brown, Mike Williams, Juju Smith-Schuster. Love that group of wide receivers. Then went to a boom-bust running back in Elijah Mitchell. Hit Dawson Knox, a guy I love. I know everyone isn't on him. Dak Prescott correlates with C.D. Lamb. Sky Moore, super high upside wide receiver in my opinion. Uh, and then hit a bunch of running backs that I think are drawing live to smash in Rashad White, Madison Henderson. They all have low floors as well. Trevor Lawrence, the plan was to hit some of the later wide receivers. It didn't play out. I'm fine with having him naked, you know, throw a couple in on the ground. I like the late round running backs I went with in Herbert, Mark Ingram, and Eno Benjamin. You know, I'm not sure how to, to how to read the backup Cardinals running back situation, but I do know I want pieces on both sides of the game. Um, and then went with Julio and Quez Watkins to round out wide receiver. And generally like my tight ends where I went with Taysom Hill, arguably the highest upside player in all of fantasy. I th- I like him less on FFPC than on Best Ball Mania 3 just because okay. 1.5. That's a little <laughs> aggressive. Can you scroll down, Pat? I need to read out one more player right, here. Uh, plus Daniel Bellinger, my uh, rookie tight end for the Giants, who pretty steady drum beat that he's going to be the number one tight he's end. He's the starter. Yeah. For he, the he's the Dawson Knox of the Giants. Yeah. So I like the team. Right. I like the team. Well, how do you okay. feel about your uh, receivers? You're pretty upset in those late rounds. You didn't have enough receivers. You ended up with four tight ends. You know, when you start with four out of five rounds and you hit a six in the round nine, like you got to just kind of kind of draft like you're right, you know, and and lead into, you know, a lot of overlapping buys. We're not stressing that. We're not stressing that over here. Generally a good vibes team, I would say, as most of my teams are. <laughs> Kyle's got a finger up. Let's 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 uh answer. As a past teacher, I call on Kyle. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I was just curious, how are you drafting the Chiefs receivers as it like regards to I don't want to say negative correlation, but essentially like does Sky Moore succeed in spots where Juju fails? I have them on the same team sometimes too. Uh, I'm more asking this literally for like that is a great question, you know, Kyle. I will give you a, a star on your report card. Thank you, thank you. I would say that, yes, they can both get there together. Um, and I would also say that a zero does not hurt your team as much as a star helps your team. So even if, worst case, it is Sky over Juju, and Juju is just like this guy who are like, wow, we were really doing that. If I hit on the other picks, it stressed my roster a little bit, but I can still get there where it's just like cumulative points. Um, it just puts stress on like, Mike Williams being the guy week to week, AJ Brown being the guy week to week, CD Lamb being the guy week to week. But 
ultimately, like Juju versus Sky Moore, if they are competing for short targets, like great, alternate. That's that's helping my team. Were you yeah, gonna take you know, Mahomes coming back? It's a unique strategy to draft like you're wrong. <laughs> would I have taken Mahomes? Uh, yeah, I think I I would have taken Mahomes there and pushed my running back. But it feels kind of like in the cumulative points format. I you know I do draft zero running back teams, but I would say when you're trying to do most points weeks one through seventeen, you generally probably want one running back. You want to land a dead five. zone back to really anchor your squad. Next yeah, I mean exactly. Elijah Mitchell is in my opinion, one of the best best ball picks you can have where if his production is 80 yard touchdown, 0.0 points, 80 yard touchdown, like you're fist pumping for that guy. You're like, great. I got an MVS type at running back, you know, like that's a good piece to have. Yeah. I think he's fine. Best ball. Um, and I also don't know that sky and Juju are canceling each other. I could see scenarios sure. where Juju and sky are playing full-time roles and Nicole is just, not playing much at all. I think the Chiefs, the, the, the Chiefs are an awesome team to take, even if you don't have Mahomes. They're one of the few teams you can, t- because of the cost, right? Like, I don't really want to take uh, Chase and Higgins or Cup and A-Rob or whatever without the quarterback because you spent so much capital. But fifth round Juju and what, ninth round Sky Moore, it's totally fine. Uh, I, I actually think it's like, good to put that in your portfolio well i'm happy to hear you say that eric because on my team i drafted travis kelsey oh god with my first pick then when javante williams got that week 17 correlation which you really want to get in a, in a managed 12 team uh league uh, <laughs> audio viewers are jizzing your hand for the pick by pick. <laughs> yeah. t higgins Cortland sutton gabe davis got some some nice wide receivers in that pocket felt like it dried up a little bit when kyler murray jalen hurts why'd you go hurts though <laughs> uh, you know, I just felt like it was kind of a value there. Um, thought Lance might not get back to me. After which he, no, which he didn't. A little bit. Trey Lance didn't get back, so I really feel like process-wise, Hurts was the right call. Oh, good call. Good also, call. blew up good your stuff. team. Good, Hurts, good went after Staff- Hurts went after Russ and Stafford. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, well, the thing yeah, is, yeah, what about that's Jimmy Garoppolo? Garoppolo. He's that's there. He's a man who's alive. I would have done the same thing. I would have done the same thing in your situation. Yeah, I honestly did feel I, – I was like, I'd rather uh, have, like, a wide receiver who I really loved here. I guess I could have gone Tony. Um, but, yeah. Tony or London? Was, yeah. I kind of think I would have gone Tony in that spot. Uh, but I think two – I think two elite quarterback is something I've leaned more in towards recently. So, I don't it, – it's I, I don't it's think it's boss, correct not... for optimal cumulative points, but you're not competing against 55,000 people like a drafter's field. You're right. competing right. against 20 people. Liam, right. how did you yeah. feel about Gabriel Davis in the fifth round? I thought, I thought that was maybe one of Pat's Would have loved that to get to me, Ben. Good question. <laughs> you know, great question. Um, Would have loved him to fall to me, but we settled for Juju. Well, you didn't have any bangles, though, so he wouldn't have correlated. His points are mostly worth nothing, essentially. <laughs> yeah, for that rugging equity week 17, good point, good point, good point. Does Gabe go in the fifth normally in, on, F- on, F- on FFPC? Net- uh, Eric, you have an open invite along with everyone else. If you want to split a main event team, I will pick up whatever percentage you're comfortable with, and you can pick up the other percentage, and we can draft the team together. Yeah, let's. Was if Gabe so goes, in, Gabe if, Davis? if Gabe goes in the fifth Gabe round, goes in the I'm fucking time. In. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then I then I uh, got it, made it gross, and went Miles Sanders. Get a little, get a little. I'm still in on him, man. Stuff. Like at worst, he's a great pick for best ball. 
Like if he's not like him, if you guys not like him, the eighty yeah. yard touchdown. I don't, game, I don't know if you guys know this about fantasy football, but touchdowns are worth six points. It's it's an yeah, important if, part. If at worst he's a cheaper Elijah Mitchell, like let's go. Yeah, the guys who don't catch That's passes and don't yeah. score touchdowns, those are great for best ball. They really have jam weeks where they get 100 yards and nothing else. Those guys and blow up. He's I a breakaway runner, signals, Kyle, I read stealing signals every week, and it says whoever scored the most touchdowns last year is going to score touchdowns the next yeah, year. That's, and Miles that's didn't score any. Touchdowns are very predictable. He didn't score any touchdowns last year, so there's no chance he can't possibly well, score any touchdowns. Not a, it's certainly not a bad thing that he scored zero and the three backup running backs behind <laughs> combined for 15 <laughs> fucking touchdowns. That's, yeah, like we could just say regression and then just write that off. Or something, right? Isn't that that what you're supposed to do as a tout? You just say this is he didn't score any this we we're gonna do this with Jacoby Myers for every year of his career. Like, it's just regression. It's regression. Uh, guys, I don't know if you know this, but Zach Zenner scored zero touchdowns last year. None. Zero. Absolutely none. And on the backgrounds of my best ball teams, uh, he is uh, he's gotta score five. I got I gotta get through this team without Zach Zenner coming up again. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins in the ninth. I'm getting, I'm getting one more beer to finish. Marcus Valdez Scantling in the tenth. Another Chief got that got that Kelsey stack going with the Chiefs. DeAndre Hopkins goes with my Curry with my Kyler Murray pick. Uh, Ron, Ron Ronald Jones, another Chief. You got to get those Chiefs, as Eric said. <laughs> Albert Okuagbunum, Jarvis Your Landry, third Bronco. My you third got, Bronco. You got the super stack for Week 17, and you got the best Bronco as your third. I got the very best Bronco, <laughs> who's falling into the 12th round finally, where he belongs. Jarvis Landry. <laughs> And this is tight end premium, by the way. The only guy <laughs> drafting him at this point is the guy's been waiting for him to fall all year. <laughs> just, just done with Albert O. Everyone's like, screw it. That's like, yes. All right, finally, I can get some exposure. <laughs> JD, JD McKissick, Dearness Johnson, Sonny Michelle got kind of the dregs of the, the zero running back targets. Um, but at least I had three running backs to that point. Corey Davis. Well, actually, Corey Davis at wide receiver 80 is a ridiculous value. That's, cr- um, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Come on. Wide gonna, receiver 80? Yeah. yeah. In best ball, right? Like that. In best that. ball. And then I got KJ Hamler, wide receiver 86, another Bronco, Trey McBride to go with my Kyler stack, my third tight end at that point. And then LaVisca Chenault. You were the player that the other day. Liam was. You... Hmm? Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to point out that Liam, who had uh, Trevor Lawrence, was too cowardly to take LaVisca. Oh, my <laughs> ears were burning. Bring it up. I love it. <laughs> you you could have had a beautiful stack with the visca. You couldn't do it. Couldn't pull the trigger. Uh no, we're comfortably fading him. Um, <laughs> and or you know we're good friend Pat. Uh you know I don't feel the need to snipe my good friend Pat Crane. Who <laughs> oh, you don't you know like I we would took never, a shot right in Sky I would never the same use turn, Liam. hurts you. Oh nice. You were saying the other day you're overweight on all the Broncos. You just showed us a Bronco at basically every range of the draft. This team is four Broncos deep. You weren't lying. I like the Broncos, guys. <laughs> They're getting Russ. I don't know if you heard that. They're getting Russ. I'm catching up. Could you, on like, seriously, Teddy Bridgewater drew lock to Russ. Like, can we bake in enough upside for this team? We're not going to be exactly right about everybody, but, like, there are going to be smashes. I know this is fertile ground. So I'm, yeah. I'm taking a lot of Do you of think that is the most upside – Uncertain situation. It's got to be the Chiefs, right? Chiefs, Broncos, Chiefs, Green, Chiefs, and Broncos. Chiefs, Broncos, Chiefs and Broncos. Yeah, I think Chiefs probably number one because they're so cheap and there's like really no ambiguity that they're going to be good. Like we we know the offense is going to be super pass heavy. We know Patrick Mahomes is awesome. We know he's going to be fine without Tyreek. And I just love, everyone's still cheap. I just love that you 
We know this is fertile ground. <laughs> I think you need to change your tag to like FF Homesteader. Like just looking for fertile ground to plant some crops. <laughs> this is the land of plenty. Yeah. No, he's looking for gold. He's like, there's gold up in them Broncos, you see? <laughs> hey, right. can, Pat, Pat, can I ask yeah. a noob question on, on FFPC? How do you, when you take Kelsey in the first round, what is your general, like, tight end? Obviously, you took Alberto or whatever, but, like, how how do you guys approach tight end if you take Kelsey, And we're telling that like you're doing a main event team, not, not yeah, probably more main added. event than than best ball because I'm probably not going to draft main event. I would have skipped Alberto and taken another running back. Like I would have taken. Would you Algier take another something. tight end on a Kelsey team, or would we you have just... not in the past? If we I get mean, a good like, price, we would. Sometimes, yeah, because it's like you can start these tight ends. Like yeah, over. I mean, for best ball purposes, it's easy. It's like, look, they're like. You can draft five tight ends, and they can start in these super flex these these mm-hmm. additional flex positions. For manage, though, I agree with Pat. Like you, you want to push it, kind of. You want to push it. I think you also want to keep in mind the rest of your structure, right? So if you have, um, if you, especially okay, especially early in the main event, like we're drafting right around now or even earlier, and we're going zero running back. There's a lot of opportunity in these middle in these like 10, 11, 12, 13 rounds where you're getting these running backs who aren't going to be available in those rounds later, they're going to get steamed up probably to like nine, 10. And you have so much contingent value that can get unlocked in the next couple months. And the tight ends don't really offer you that. And you can always pick up tight ends on waivers in these leagues. I've noticed like they, you will be able to find guys that can kind of fill in for you as needed. So unless like someone falls in kind of the, like the middle range where it feels like a extreme value, uh, I kind of want to push it and push it later on. You're probably drafting more anchor running back type of teams because the, you know, like the, it's not as reliable to get that running back value in those yeah. uh, early double digit rounds. So it's like, you probably have a little bit more flexibility in round 10 or 11. And one then, nugget I want to add because the winning team last year lucked into this. And, and th- I, this is my first year being on main events, but I just, I've heard this and it makes a lot of sense to me is, the winning team last year picked up Burrow off of waivers. And how does that happen is be aware of someone in your draft is overdrafting quarterback in a managed league. And you just know that person is going to be in week seven being like, fuck, let me drop. Like they had Herbert and Burrow. So they dropped Burrow and the guy with Jamar Chase picked up Burrow and they didn't need to draft them. They got him for free, yep. essentially, you know, like. You can really. We got Herbert on waivers in our first uh, Crack Rock draft when he was a rookie, which I guess was more. Uh, but I don't even know if he picked him up like the first game he started. So, but it's like being you, aware you of your draft out. of like if there's some dude drafting two quarterbacks really early, like they will probably drop that second quarterback if they're trying. If they're trying to actually win, if they're just someone who's like, I need always to have two quarterbacks and always two defenses, and like, you know, good luck predicting them. All right, guys, let's get out of here. A nice uh, two-and-a-half-hour stream on a Monday. Uh, <laughs> it is August, boys! Any, anything you guys want to uh, want to promote before we get out of here? Rewatch this in full. That's my promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to promote the podcast you just finished. <laughs> a very effective use. We're not GTO on our SEO. <laughs> All right. On that note, thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you on Wednesday.